0: Matthew Craig is a local businessman. He works at Bank of England Mortgage. He is the co-founder of Open Gate Farmstead, and he's also the founder and host of Craigcast. Uh, Today, we got in a little bit of all three of those, and we talked about his origin story and how he made it up to Plattsburgh, Um, and Matt is an interesting character, so I hope you enjoy episode one of the Galen Trombley Show. Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. hello everyone welcome to the first episode of my podcast no name currently we will work on that i'm probably gonna have some discussion as we go along on this podcast journey my first guest um today is one and only matthew craig good hey hey everybody you you might know matthew from a few um a few ventures he is a local mortgage lender for uh, bank of england mortgage in town locally in plattsburgh he's also the owner Co-founder, co-owner, co-founder of uh, Open Gate Farmstead, which I'm sure we will talk about today. Um, and he's got a pretty interesting background that I'm, we will, you know, discuss today, and, and you know, just have have a good time. So, um, Matt Craig, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. And, uh, yeah. So let's let's have some fun with this. So, for everybody listening, this is episode one. This is a total pilot episode. We really have no clue what we're doing. Uh, Matt does. Matt has And actually, I forgot. Matt Matt also is the Founder and, and host of CraigCast, which is a local podcast that is that is uh, getting some good reviews and is, um, I think, on episode seven, seven or, now? Yeah. Well, Six, yeah. Seven. I
1: recorded seven, and then I'm going to get eight in this week. Nice.
0: Okay. So um, so to, to back up, first, we're going to start a little bit about this podcast, and we're going to dive deep into everything Matt Craig. So... Um, so first off, this is we're starting this off. We think this is going to be kind of a fun little thing to do, um, and hopefully, you know, see where it goes. Now, the whole purpose of this podcast, and for you that of you that don't know me, my name is Galen Trombley. Um, I grew up in the area and currently sell real estate locally for Cavanaugh uh, Realty. And I've been, you know, a big fan of podcasts for a long time. And I have thought probably a little over a year now about, hey, why don't I just start one? And, uh, it actually was meeting this guy, not I say meeting, but talking to this guy that I was, that really just gave me the plunge to just basically say, all right, we're going to do it. We're going to buy the stuff, bought the stuff. Not too long ago came in. Now we are really just trying it out. We are also doing this, um, for people that aren't in the studio, which is also my office for right now. <laughs> nice low budget studio. Uh, we are also filming this for the first time. So I don't know if anybody really does filming. I think you're trying to get into it a little bit. Yeah.
1: Right? Yeah. I'm trying to figure out because I have like USB input. So it's a little bit different than an XLR. So I'm trying to figure out. I could film it without my audio, but I want to use the audio from the mic because that will sound better. Okay. And, and everything Matt just
0: said, and this shows how new I am to podcast. I did not understand a word he just said, but that's all right. We'll, we'll learn. Um, and so the whole purpose of this of this podcast basically for me is to have fun, selfishly have fun because I, I do like podcasts, listening to them. So I say, hey, what do, the hosts always sound like they have a good time, so we're going to do that. Um, really, there's not much structure to the podcast. We're probably going to kind of test out some – different time frames but i think it's gonna be a little bit more long frame time a lot you know long form long form see talk normally. we're rookie. having a conversation rookie think of me don't rookie. think about the camera well if i think about you i know you I, might so i mean so um fuck around so make might, a movie in this bitch not, it, that, that could be the case so um and also there's no sense matt, matt craig just kicked off the swearing you, you can say whatever it, it's there's not censored it's not going on cable television um but it's going to be kind of a
1: there's one word you can't
0: say there's one word you can't say and we'll let you guys figure it out out. but uh but but, uh the whole whole purpose is i've always thought about running a podcast where i interview people that are of interest to me selfishly to me meaning i want to interview people that i find interesting and if the audience does too great if they don't well it's my show i don't really care it's just i want to i want to be able to you know have some fun with it and meet some new people and have some cool conversations so that's the whole intro. We don't have a name yet. Um, this probably won't be put out for a few weeks, but maybe. I don't know. You'll be I, hearing
1: this in the future. I think this it, is going to be a nice 2019 marketing campaign it, launch. It, it, like.
0: might, it might It might launch, might be before. I'm, I'm impulsive. I, I do stuff um, kind of when I, I try to do stuff quickly. So enough of me. Um, we are going to interview our guest today, which is, um, again, Mr. Matthew Craig. So, Matt, first question to get it kicked off um, for... People that don't know you, that you know, give us a little background. You know where you started, where you came from, kind of uh, from from day one to day um, or year twenty six, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so go ahead.
1: I grew up on a uh, on a potato farm in Idaho. Actually, no, I'm originally from uh, from Rockland County. <laughs> from uh, my parents were, were dirt farmers I wish I wish I had a cool farming background now my background is pretty cool I grew up in Rockland County New York which is a suburb of New York City it's about like 45 minutes to get into a Yankee state Yankee game um, my dad was a plumber my mom was a nurse um, it was it was good life growing up my dad taught me just sort of like basic things that if he if I ever wanted money or anything, there was always a job that could be done to get that. And I think that has sort of formed my foundation of... I have periods where I have really good work ethic and then periods where I'm pretty lazy. So it, it it fluctuates, but I get a lot of my hard work from my dad. And I came to SUNY Plattsburgh in 2010. And they were the only SUNY school that offered a four-year degree in entrepreneurial studies. And That was I was originally gonna take over my dad's plumbing business. So that seemed like a perfect a perfect place to go um, They gave me a scholarship. It was a nice school when I visited it I liked it a lot more than Albany because it had a better flow to the campus Basically like this college housing or the dorms then it's all college housing Then it's downtown so it has a nice community feel versus like if you go to SUNY Albany you live like three miles away, and you have to take buses to get around and stuff. And it seemed like a seemed like a good campus. Then I met my beautiful, intelligent, smart, strong, independent wife. Definitely the better half. Yeah. De- de- oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I'm in the I'm definitely in the spotlight more because I go live a lot, and she's starting to get in the spotlight with her YouTube series. though, but um, we met. At a well, she officially met the first time she didn't turn me down was at a frat party at AXP. Um, before that, she turned me down three times, even though she says she doesn't remember. But I, I never forget. I was I tried my best, but she's just like no no no, I'm not talking to you today. And now we bought our house in 2016,
0: June 16th. We'll probably talk more about that as we get we get along. So
1: yeah. Um, when, when we first got our house, the first thing we did before we even had a bathroom was buy two pigs and fixed up like a little, I wouldn't even call it a barn. It's like a little shitty shack on the property and raised two pigs our first year. We liked it. We got some chickens, got some ducks, got some rabbits, got some goats. And yeah, I mean that, that pretty much brings you up to present day. I I got involved with Rotary. I got involved with Adirondack Young Professionals and just trying to, I like to I like to help people make a difference and it just so happens when I help people I get a commission check through real estate so it's a it's a win-win
0: oh cool okay so so first off I want to ask you about um, your roots down in Rockland County right and background on we're gonna we're gonna go to the main man himself Jim Craig so two questions um, a little bit about the plumbing background mm-hmm and then also, um, what was your dad's like? Like life, like where he had to hear Jim Craig. Like I mean, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, it's, so it's like,
1: no, my dad had a pretty interesting. Like he was, he was a bit of a of a rebel when he was younger. Like he he basically lived on his own since he was like 16, 17. He lived in like a pool house at my grandma's in Rockland. Yeah, in okay. Rockland. My grandma is actually a pretty big badass. She was. She's not with us anymore, but. She was a very successful real estate agent when women weren't really in real estate or not not real estate insurance agent when females weren't really because this was I don't know probably like the I think the 50s maybe the 60s I don't know but it wasn't as big of a thing and like she ran the show in Nanuet. her name is still like on the wall there and uh, so my dad was doing his own thing Uh, he used to race motocross and uh he just liked to have a good time i definitely get my party gene from him and um i'm, I'm glad i don't have the the motocross gene because it's, it's an expensive hobby but he uh he started off he was a janitor for uh, wyeth and you know he was just doing his thing like well i gotta figure this out i gotta pay the bills and then i forget if someone called out sick on the plumbing crew or something but he one day he they were like, All right, we're doing the plumbing like do you wanna do a day in the plumbing? And then he started plumbing and he when when you're on the plumbing crew there, you get a little bit better pay than a janitor. So he was doing the plumbing crew and then, Hey, can you come help can you fix my sink after work? And he's like, Sure. So for, for like a year or two he moonlighted as a plumber while working full time with the uh, with Wyeth. It wasn't Wyeth at the time, I forget what they were, but they're Wyeth it's a now. Yeah, it's like a pharmaceutical <laughs> company. And so he he made the lo- leap in 1986 to starting his own business and that was a big thing because my mom wasn't uh she wasn't as advanced in her nursing career so like they weren't they weren't rolling in it mm-hmm. and my whole life I've known him he's been a plumber and he is he almost like prides himself on being like a very a very clean plumber like whenever we leave a house it's cleaner mm-hmm. than when you first got there And most plumbers don't really operate that way. They're usually pretty dirty. And, like, he always made it a point to... Like, we had some customers where we literally wouldn't even wear shoes inside their house. Because it's like... For my area, there's some pretty wealthy people in the area. Mm -hmm. I wish I was one of them. It would have been sweet. One day. (laughs) Yeah, one day. One day. And, uh... So they would appreciate that he would come in. His boots would always be clean. He'd always be very respectful. We had, like, we always had extra extra shirts and stuff in the truck if we got covered in shit or something. And he built a great reputation and, like, a great following. Like, he, he recently had to medically retire because he's sick. And he literally had customers, like, calling him and crying. And they're like, what are we going to do? You've been our plumber for, like, 25 years. And that made him really happy because he uh, – he didn't exactly want to retire, but... um and this is what year again? This year. Oh, was it? Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. he just retired. Okay.
0: So, um, cause I, now now talk about your background, because I, I know we talked about plumbing, but you, from what I understand, that was go- going to be a yeah. career choice. Mm-hmm. So kind of go into that, and then yeah, where is it now, or how did you get you to where you are now from
1: that? So my, my whole life, pretty much, like I grew up thinking I was going to be a plumber, like it's a good job, you make great money, you beat yourself up, but... Every, every job has its pros and cons. Like, a lot of the times I think nostalgically about plumbing and, like, oh, it was so nice. I didn't have to deal with as many customers and I didn't have to deal with lawyers or fucking scumbag real estate agents. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I love realtors. <laughs> but, um, again, Vegas, Vegas, Mortgage, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And we, um, oh, Sarah had another semester yet. We've, we were dating for, when I came back from Ireland, is when we started dating that semester. That was my true senior year, and I had one semester left because I took um, I double I had a double major and a minor, so I took I took half a victory lap, and uh, my dad was like, "All right, if you wanna, I want to stay up there and just you know, I wanted to, I didn't want to just leave Sarah for a semester, and also like I'm like, well, I want to try out life a little before I go home and plumb because. Every summer, my whole life, I worked up. I worked full time plumbing, just to see what else is out there. And um, at that time, I was employed by Texas Roadhouse, and locally now. yeah, locally. Okay. And uh, I loved it. Like Texas Roadhouse was my first restaurant industry job, and like I'm a I'm a very big people person, so I was I was very good at like getting tips, talking to the Canadian women, and like buttering everybody up.
0: Um, now, were you the guy with? With the horse? Did you get people on the horse saying happy birthday? I did. That guy? Like, but, I could see, see you being like the corral guy for that.
1: And I always did my best at the line dancing, even though I was like offbeat and never did it right. Yeah, but everyone appreciated it because I tried and like I had fun. And I was pretty jacked back then too, so I'm sure they didn't mind that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was I was making pretty good money. And uh, well, good for like not like living in a shitty apartment yeah, in Plattsburgh, yeah. not for like real life stuff. But um, so... Uh, one day, I, I or i was, I'll bring, So I had a really weird couple come in once, and uh, they were they were just like unique individuals. They, I asked them what they wanted, and they like immediately ordered like just like a really weird order. Like, let me get like mac and cheese and jalapeno poppers. And they were like adults, and then um, they didn't order a drink. And then they were mad at me that they didn't get a drink yet. But when I started the order, they got the food first. So I'm like, eh, whatever. They're just weirdos. They're eating the bill. And uh, my manager catches them trying to walk out. And they just act like, oh, we're so sorry. Um, we didn't do that on purpose. And when I was talking to them, they, uh, they told me that they were having car troubles. So about a week later, um, and they didn't tip me when they paid to. And I was like, yeah, whatever. That was, that was probably my first. Maybe I, got, maybe I got stiffed on tips or like had college kids who left like 50 cents or something. So about a week later, I see them at Stewart's. And, uh, I still have my Texas Roadhouse uniform on. I didn't really realize I had it on. My buddy picked me up. And I saw him at Stewart's. I was like, oh, you guys still having car troubles? Like, yeah. I'm like, that's probably for being a fucking scumbag and not trying to walk out on your bill. And then I just walk out the door. And, uh, this, this guy is following me and like yelling at me the whole time. And I like literally go into like a fit of rage and I like barely remember this, but my buddy saw it too. Cause he was like, walk- he, I was walking out of the store and some 50 year old dude was yelling at me <laughs> and I got in the car and he kept yelling. I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. I get out and I'm like, Oh, that's it. I'm like, you are a fucking scumbag. I'm like, we pay our bills by tips. We don't get paid by the restaurant. Like what the fuck is wrong with you? Like if you, it was a sweet line. I was like, if you don't want a tip, go fucking eat at McDonald's. And, um. Everyday, at Stewart's was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I go... No,
0: were you, did you have a beard and were jacked at this time? Yeah,
1: I was, I was in pretty good shape. <laughs> yeah. I could have fucked him up. <laughs> okay, okay. And um, so I go, I go to uh, Texas Roadhouse, like, I don't know, the next two days or something. And the boss... I didn't even think of it. Like, I didn't even think of that, that situation. The ramifications, yeah. <laughs> and the boss is like, so, oh, and the guy too asked me, he's like, what's your name? I'm going to tell the boss. I'm like, oh, it's fucking Frank. And like, I had my, <laughs> I literally had my Matt name tag on still. And I go, <laughs> I go to work and uh, I clock in and I, I like, I get a table or something. And my boss is like, hey, Matt, come on in. And I'm like, oh, all right. And I'm, he's like, so, uh, <laughs> what happened at Stewart's? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, <laughs> And the manager of Stewart's actually called because like I was <laughs> I was yelling at the customer in there and I wouldn't have got fired probably if I didn't have my uniform on, but I literally had like my fucking roadhouse shirt, my pin, the smelling whole like ruby and yeah. A yeah. So <laughs> I was like, Well, I don't have a job now. Um, when you when you put your resume on Monster you get mad calls from like random companies and like some, it's a lot of like fake emails and recorded calls and a robot from Aflac called me. Like, it's literally like, Hey, this is Chad from Aflac. Are you interested in an open, like they have, they have like open, uh, open interviews sort of where the first interview is a group interview and they sort of tell you what's going to happen. And then they're like, if you want to do a one-on-one interview, then schedule that. So I show up, I got my suit on. I'm looking good. This is for the group one now. Yeah, this is for okay. the group one. And I go there, and the door is locked. And I'm like, oh, man, like, what the hell? This is weird. I go over to Travis's office, and he is walking out as I'm walking in. I'm like, hey, this is pretty weird. Do you guys, um, he's like, ah, we don't really know about Aflac. And I'm like, well, looking for a job. I was a, a marketing major, and I mined in business administration, entrepreneurial studies. And he's like, I don't know. I'm not sure if we're hiring. I'm like, well, if you want to give me a chance, like, give me like let's come on give me give Straight me a quick elevator pitch yeah like right give there. me like a quick interview or something yeah. and he's like oh, all right so i go i go and interview him i have my uh resume on me and then he was like all right like he he did a like he he did like the background check and he's like all right you want to start on monday and basically like i i started that monday and that was really my my start in real estate and first year i didn't make dog shit i made like 16 grand and this was what year this was 2016 okay and i didn't work a full year that year but like it was tough man like Mm -hmm. sarah was working at the time at um i forget if she was pet no she was canine Adventures. so like we were both like just basically making minimum wage or a little bit above and like trying to scrape together some funds but it was um it was good honestly like it was i i liked it i i had a lot of freedom in real estate because you can whatever you excel at you can do if you're in a a company like like a small company like us like Mm -hmm. if you're good at video you can do video if you're good at getting lunch with agents you could do that if you want to write websites you could do that so there's i think real estate is like an interesting field because there's
0: a lot of creativity to it yeah like there's not like if you're
1: if you're an engineer i assume it's not like oh you're so good at videos matt you could do all our well there probably is but you know what i mean like there's there's a lot of different avenues that you can that you can go down, and ever since then, like Travis has been probably the best boss I've ever had. Like he's just a great guy, and um, it's, it's been great.
0: Well, I think he t- and having known both of you guys, I think he's um, he's good about really making it a partnership. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I don't find like, if you consider him your boss or whatever, but I find that
1: I call him my boss, and he's always like we're partners. I'm like yeah, yeah. You're a I, boss. I, it comes
0: I, and again, I don't know how it's set up at the at the company, but. Um from an outside perspective it it feels more like more like a partnership than anything else to me like usually when it, you know you think matt you think travis Travis you think matt you guys work together and, yeah you know and kind of uh both have your 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 specialties within the company um but yeah, i think kind of what you were talking about with the business marketing side i, I think both of our professions the marketing is even more important than the actual job It's I mean, a job itself, in the sense that it's, it's at least fifty-fifty. Or yeah. I find that I spend even more time on the marketing aspect about how to, you know, how to brand, how to, um, how to to market and advertise and get new yeah. clients. Well, if new you're new the relates. best realtor
1: ever, but you don't have any customers, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And if you're the best marketer ever, but you treat your customers like shit, it might work for a little while, but you're eventually yeah. they're going to catch they, up to you.
0: They, they have to coincide, um, but. It, I, like I said, it, the the fact of getting in front of people and getting those clients, that that's should, half the battle. That's, that's, yeah, that, that's step one because you're not new agents coming in. And again, I, I would think from the mortgage industry, I see it from afar. Um, but I would say it's probably the same. I mean, you guys are still trying to get leads. Or, I mean, that's the name of the game in sales, yeah. you know.
1: Well, we have – how should I word this? So we have – we are national where we can lend in all 50 states. Mm-hmm. But what that means is there's also other lenders who can come in the area, like who can just like online. Like I call them 1-800 companies, like mm-hmm. Quicken or something yeah. like that. So we have to compete with that. And um, you guys have the opposite where you can't, like you can go all over New York, but you're not going to do a deal in Albany. Yeah, we're limited geographically. Where's, or how far you can travel. Yeah, yeah. so you don't have the... Uh, the like you don't have like I'm sure there's some stuff like the quicken of real of realtors but it's probably not Basically as a discount brokerage yeah like it's yeah like we have people who are like oh well I saw three six five online well I'm like well that's if you put thirty percent down and you pay five points up front read the small print yeah exactly yeah. and that's that's like a big challenge in our industry sort of but that's why like marketing and branding is so important because you have to like I say I'm I'm in I'm a financial advisor and I'm in the trust business like I'm trying to prove to people like you know more I grew up during the mortgage meltdown like when I was graduating college that was happening where it's yeah. like mortgage people are the biggest scumbags ever like they fucked the country up they made everyone lose their homes mm-hmm. if I was in if I was graduating high school and you told me to, like, make a list of, like, the top 500 jobs I would have, I highly doubt, like, a mortgage. You salesman. probably didn't even know what a mortgage broker yeah. was. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. To like be you, honest. you, you honest. literally just hear that they're scumbags and, like, they they switch documents and make people lose their homes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because we were, we were both going to this. I mean, when we graduated, I graduated high school. I went to college in 2008. So graduated, went in, and that's when everything happened. You know what I mean? And the banks collapsed and subprime lending and... Um, basically the whole mess that is, um, that, you know, went on for a few years and I'm sure it's probably still affecting some parts of the country. I mean, we've totally rebounded from it, but, yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, real estate lending, you know, it weren't, I mean, I went into business a little bit before you, but I was between you and that time. So I was in kind of a real bad market and then you came in kind of a little more on the upswing, but yeah, we're but, definitely in a but, good market when but I joined, but the, the difference is. The lending practices have gotten much more strict. Yeah, which is 100. I mean, it's good in the sense that we're not. I, I'm hoping that the errors of 10 years ago won't be repeated. Yeah, um, and now I find that people that actually go get a loan, we, there's no question in our mind they can qualify because you know the practices now compared to 10 years ago.
1: Yeah, there's no, there's no like. There's no secret. You can't like, like people always try and like sneak stuff by us. Like yeah, they they'll own a property with their sister or something and be like, Oh, I won't tell them. Like there's no, back in the day, you used to literally be able to do no doc loans. You used to be able to tell them what you like the government guidelines back in the nineties, Bill Clinton said, everyone should be able to afford a home. And it kept getting a little bit worse and worse. Mm-hmm. And you could just tell them I make 10 grand a month and like, all right. We'll approve you for ten grand a month. Like, do you need tax returns? Nope. Credit score? Nope. Go for it. Yeah. And that's that's what happened. Like a lot of people I don't think a lot of people lost their homes who weren't overextending themselves to begin with. Like I even tell people, I'm like, don't if I can approve you for two hundred thousand, I'm like, buy one fifty because something could happen. You could you could lose your job. You could get sick. Your significant other could get sick. I'm like, don't buy a dump, but just because you're approved for 200, like that's just the guidelines. I'm going to tell you what your max amount is, but like, I don't think you should, you shouldn't buy your max amount. And yeah. a lot of people were, oh, I can, like, my parents had that even. Like, they had, they, they showed me houses where I'm like, we could, we were approved to buy this, and it was like fucking mansion. And I'm like, I'm, I'm glad you guys didn't do that. Yeah. They're, like, yeah, we bought something like middle of our price range. Like, we don't, we don't need something fancy. We're not trying to show off.
2: Well, I,
0: I think, and, and um, you know, I think this would be a good, kind of a good topic for you like both being in the age like i mean i work with a lot of first-time buyers i mean (laughs) part of it's my age you know um you know a lot a lot of people are moving into their first home in in their mid to late 20s you're right in the same bracket um and i know you do a lot with first-time home buyers like what i mean what what, if you were to talk to a first-time home buyer right now what would you want them to do say like someone's looking to buy we're now in december right now you know come springtime Mm -hmm. people are looking to buy in the spring and we've yeah at this point we got say like a four month to five month window what would you say okay this is what you got to prep for in order to buy a home Uh,
1: i would always say like the first thing like do some online research but most of the stuff you find online is like a lie it's just a lead gen site Mm -hmm. so you're gonna find such crazy info on zillow or like oh you can get pre-approved now like they'll they'll show like a three hundred thousand dollar rocket your, mortgage like yeah crazy your payment's going to be 800 a month They're like whoa this is awesome and it's not <laughs> I, always, I always tell people like whether it's me or another mortgage professional um first thing like know what's on your credit report like don't think you have great credit or don't think you have horrible credit like whenever somebody says they have horrible credit it's usually not that bad mm-hmm. and it's usually like something that we can fix unless it's Unless they actually like, like if you owe charter money, you're gonna have to pay charter. Like, there's no, there's no secret. Medical bills aren't don't really affect you too much. Like they negatively affect your score, but you can have a medical collection and still get approved for a government home loan.
0: So, um, and for people wondering, like, if, if what would be basically the minimum credit credit score you would need six for different loans
1: six forty. We can do below six forty. We can go down to five eighty. But if you're at a five eighty, we could probably take a month and get you up to a six forty. And because you buy a house, you're sitting at that mortgage rate for 30 years, like spend the extra month to improve your credit to get a better credit score. Like there's technically VA, you can you can have whatever credit score you want, but you're not going to get a good interest rate. And if you're making an investment in your future, you want to do whatever you can to make sure that rate is low. Like your rates never going to change. Your taxes will go up. Your insurance might go up, but you're you're locked into that mortgage interest rate.
0: Yeah, and, I, and I, I mean, I get a lot of people.
1: that, You know, my credit's bad. I'm like, what is it? Like six ten. Like, okay, That's well, not ta- bad. Talk to some. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not far off.
0: If somebody's like, I had eh, three four hundred. Then yeah, don't. But
1: yeah, we had a lady come in today where she had uh, or er, he was what did he have? He had like a like a five hundred two months ago, and we gave him the steps, and he's at a six forty today. So it's not if you know how to. I won't exactly say game the system, but if you know how the system works. You can get approved and we can tell you what to do. Like I'm, I'm very good at game plans with people because some people are very big planners. They want to know, all right, I make 50 grand a year. I can save uh, 300 a paycheck. I'm going to need 10 grand to get into the home. What am I going to have to bump up? What am I going to have to give up? So I'm very good at laying out a plan for people. If you're that kind of person where you need some... You need some guidance to get to where you want to be. Exactly.
0: You need to have a game plan. You get like I, I think anything in life. Need That's why I
1: tell people. Yeah, the game plan is our first step. Like well,
0: you gotta you got have your whatever your north star is. If your north star is I want to buy a home, well, you know, four months prior to bu- looking to buy, is, why don't we? Why don't we kind of start laying the groundwork for that? Yeah. Because You go in in April and say I'm ready to buy, and you're like, eh, sorry, you know, you're looking at late. You know, fall maybe. Yeah. Late summer, early fall, you know, that that just completely derailed your your plans. If you go in now, four months early, yeah, I mean, get get all the surprises out of the way now. And then come April, man, you're ready to hit the ground running.
1: Well, a lot of people wait until they see the home of their dreams pop up and then, like, I'm going to call, I'm going to go get approved. I'm going to call Galen. Can't do it this market. Yeah. And. it's like somebody's already going to be like, you're not special. Everybody wants a three bedroom, two bath with a garage on a nice corner what, lot.
0: What, what's the quote you told me the other day about that? Some, uh, the, some,
1: the house that you slept on. That one? Yeah. The house that you slept on to make an offer is getting a contract signed now. Something like that. It was more eloquent than that. Yeah, but.
0: yeah. But and so, yeah, so do, do your legwork. If you're looking to buy a home, do your legwork. Um, obviously, like I said, it, it, it's, if you have any questions, you know, Matt would be a great
1: person at yeah. Or even if you don't want to talk to me, like go. <laughs> you know, like I'm he mad doesn't scary. He doesn't bite. Yeah, yeah, he's got a beard, but he, he's a cuddly bear. <laughs> go on creditkarma.com dot com and just like your score won't be a hundred percent accurate, but your everything else will be pretty much pretty much what's going to be the, there is going to be there. Ballpark figure I had a friend where he was applying for jobs, and it was in the finance sector, and he never had a loan or anything, and. uh like, he's a pretty qualified guy, and, like, people wouldn't even talk to them. And he and one company was like, we really want to hire you, man, but, like, you have so many collections on your credit. And he got his identity stolen in college. So he had, like, a bunch of collections that he didn't even know about. And if you're in finance, like, you have to – you don't have to have perfect credit, but you can't, like – if you're going to be in the banking industry, you have to prove that you're going to pay your bills. Mm-hmm. Like, so he was um, – and then he got that all figured out. They all went off his credit, and he got the job. So – I think just, like, getting a credit card account, because they'll even tell you, like, they'll send you a quick email if, like, if, if your credit gets pulled. And that's good, because if you don't have a system to monitor it, like, you can get fucked. Like, people can ruin your life with that shit.
0: So, um, switching gears here, I, I've been actually wanting to ask you this. Because, because <laughs> I, this is, uh, so, so the, the, the podcast, podcast life for both uh, Matt and I, is new. Matt, Matt's matt been doing this probably now a little over a month.
1: Yeah, I'm like two weeks in. It's not like I'm yeah, not a veteran. A little, <laughs> a little
0: longer, but not much. I mean, he's, he, we're, we're, we're still brand new to this. So um, he was kind of my go-to uh, resident expert in, in all things podcasting to get started. Um, but and I'm, I'm assuming, maybe I'm wrong, is this the first podcast you've been on since the launch of Precast Yeah. Okay, there we go. So I've got, I've got the, man, the man. And again, Matt is my, my – I was telling him he's my leadoff batter here. And he, he looks just like a leadoff batter, you know, for – I'll get to the base. the Chuck Knoblox of the day, you know, come back old Yankees days or uh, um, I guess Mookie Betts. I think he was yeah, lead off this year. Yeah, my boy Mook. Yeah, so yeah, he, Matt, Matt's nimble like that. He, he can uh, he can stretch a double into a triple very easily. So – um, but I want to ask you. So Craig Cass is obviously new. I've yeah. listened to a few episodes. Um.
1: Have you listened the whole way through?
0: I've listened the whole way through on three episodes. Nice. And you want to know something fucked up? I've never listened to
1: one of my episodes. I know.
0: I've actually kind of wondered if I'd actually play mine back. It's but weird. I, I, I don't know. I listened to myself. I, I listened to mine on yours, and uh, it was odd. It, it like it was fine. I got into the groove, and eventually I was like, my voice isn't that bad. I, I do a lot of video and stuff, so I've, I've edited myself plenty of times, so I know that my voice yeah. is not music to my ears or probably a lot of people, but... Um, but what, what's... Kind of talk about Craigcast? Talk about the launch. Talk about so, the, the backstory. Talk about just where you envision going, Your kind of your guests, things like that. So...
1: I guess I had like three three main inspirations, basically. Like, I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan's podcasts because he's just like an interesting guy. Mm-hmm. I like his guests. Um, I listen to Gary Vee. Some of his podcasts, but I, I consume a lot of his content. Something like, I don't know, 20, like 10 years ago, like maybe 2% of Americans listen to podcasts. Now it's up to 20%. Um, people love multitasking. People yeah. love being able to do multiple things at once. Um, like even my mom, like when she's cooking dinner, she watches Netflix like on her tablet and stuff like that. Or she'll listen to the radio or podcast. Mm-hmm. I think the world got so glamory and like, um, like that's like what happened like 80, 80, 80s music was all like hair rock and metal and like big stages and light shows and like crazy stuff, and that is what gave rise to grunge music because people were like, we want something a little bit more real, a little bit more authentic. TV has gotten so like stupid and sitcommy and like not not quality content.
0: Actually, have you watched the 90s on Netflix? Yeah, dude, that's yes. what I, that's what that's what I'm talking okay. about. That yeah, we
1: won't go on a tangent. Keep going, keep going. So people are are sort of yearning for like real authentic content. And that's why reality shows got popular recently because they're like, Oh, this is like better than sitcoms. Like this is more, even though reality shows are like partially bullshit, par- probably partially real, but people sort of wanted something real. And that, and that sort of made me like, Oh, like I'm, I'm, I'm a normal guy. I like, like I'm, I'm pretty real. I'm pretty honest. Like I, I sometimes I think it's not the best for me because I, like uh shoot I, a little
0: too straight yeah yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah seriously like like i wear jeans and stuff and i'm sure i've lost some customers because they want to see a guy in a suit but i'm sure i've gained some customers and like i've been told i i should button up a little bit more but i like I mean, you know people <laughs> don't want to see the chest hair it's weird like i can't whenever i do that i feel uncomfortable but yeah.
0: it's like the i mean unfortunately for people in the audience you can't see or in the audience listening i guess we are taping this and and uh yeah, but it's, if, a, it's if a good you amount. Want of it, if, chest you want it, if you really want to see the chest here, just tune in. I mean, yeah, you can,
1: I'll instant, I'll snap, snap it to you, whatever. Little wool sweater he's got going on. So, <laughs> so, so, oh, to authentic stuff, and then um, more and more people were getting into podcasts, and it's sort of like a uh, you know, if you had if you had the first website when the internet only had a hundred sites, you're going to get a lot of listeners. Mm-hmm. I'm like, eh, like I'm I'm pretty interesting. I feel like like I'm I'm a pretty good conversationalist, and. I hear Joe Rogan talk about like he just loves like having long conversations with people and like, yeah, we'll get lunch and maybe, you know, we won't even have a conversation for the whole hour because you're eating. Somebody comes in. You're never, you're never really like locked into someone anymore. And I think that's why podcasts are so interesting because it's like you're engulfed by someone for an hour and you're, your only focus is them. So it's, it's a nice medium to get to know someone better.
0: And I, I think that the cool thing about and, – and to be honest, my what I envision this being is very similar to yours. I would think. I think it's kind of the same same concept. Um, but it's – as I was saying in the beginning of this podcast, I've, I'm doing this selfishly, meaning I, I'm doing – I want to interview people that I find interesting, not so much what I think people would like or something like that. And I think uh, Matt's done a good job at doing the same thing, just kind of people that he has some interest in. I'm sure um, – There's people that you are going to interview that I won't interview um, and vice versa. But I think what we share is the commonality of it's nice to meet people in our business. We talk to people every single day. So now it's like, hey, how can we maybe have a little fun with it and maybe not be so business-oriented and just kind of let loose and and meet new people? And I also think that what I've liked about, I guess – Matt's endeavor or, or, or starting off is the fact that I I like the long form, Mm -hmm. um, more so. And I think I was talking to you about this. It's kind of like in, for people in in the Plattsburgh area, if you drive to Albany, this is, or drive to New York city or something, you know, I don't drive wherever, you know, um, there's always a point in time where I kind of find it's like, almost like a, like a car ride high where you your mind is kind of like, Zones out, you're either listening to music or a podcast, or maybe you're talking to somebody, and like midway through the ride, you're like, Wow, we're going pretty deep in a conversation, or yeah, I'm really getting into something, or I'm daydreaming, or whatever. But I think and most people can relate to this. I think there's a certain point, you know, probably 45 minutes to an hour in, and I think a, a podcast is the same way. I've heard some podcasts that are probably a half hour long. I find you're like just scratching the surface, and all of yeah. a sudden it's like, All right, well, we got three minutes left. Nice having you on. See you next week, you know, whatever the case yeah. is. I do like the long form. I think you do a good job at that. Um, and like I said, I've listened to a few, I've listened to Ryan Lee. Um, I've listened to myself just because I was just, I think we did it more as a test to kind of see the quality of it. And then I also, like I, the guy you did the Philip guy you did out in. Um, yeah, he's a he, badass he dude. Was, he, he was dude, pretty he's pretty like legit. a genius. He was pretty legit. He, he uh, <laughs> he's he's like I, I fucking
1: love his business ventures, man.
0: Yeah, I, I listened to him last night, and I you know kind of went on Instagram and kind of checked his page out and stuff, and um,
1: he's doing it, man. He's a badass. Like I fucking love business owners like him who aren't yeah. scared to like open multiple businesses and just go for yeah. it. Yeah, how old is he? He's our age or my age, dude. He's like I didn't say he doesn't look. He might be at like all. younger. No, I think he. I think he's a year too old than me, but he's definitely below thirty. Yeah, he
0: he uh, was actually funny because the the company that you that he's with, there's a girl that I helped um, buy a house probably last. I think it was last year. Um, her and her husband moved in, and she had her license for a short period of time
1: at that brokerage. But I don't think they overlap because I think you said yeah, he was only in he's here. relatively new, but he's. Uh, there's so many people where I'm friends with them on Facebook and not in real life, and that you was the first. Yeah, dude, the first time I ever met him Did was. Did you grow up near each other? No. Nope. I'm,
0: I'm, sorry for everybody. Matt was in Rockland County, I think, just because of the uh, the Open Gate Farmstead, yeah. Woody looking guy. I think. What's he was good? Like,
1: I used to. People used to think I was from Long Island. I'd much rather really, think. Oh, yeah,
0: I, I, I'm like this guy's straight out of like, Hopkins Hopkinton, Yeah, like tin, I don't know all the ones you know what I'm talking about, but. Kind of the pot steam area, but he's not.
1: I call him. I call him. I have business crushes on people, and he's someone I had a business crush on. Like I got a business crush on Justin Stearns. Like I, I love what he was doing when he was doing the live videos for Plattsburgh Knife Co. I got a business crush on Aaron Banner. Like just, just we all pe- need a little Banner in our lives. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Just Good people who I'm yeah. just like. I know Aaron like. I, I've never like had deep. I've never had like coffee with him or gone deep. But I'm like, oh, I know, I know that he. But you better strap in for one he, of those conversations. Yeah, that he has a goal and like what he wants to do. What I was bringing up before is uh, when I was first planning the podcast. I don't know if it has. Um, I'll just I'll just name name some of the podcasts. I was some of the names I was throwing around. Oh, we got to <laughs> discuss this too. So yeah, go ahead. Made in America podcast, <laughs> Born in the USA podcast. The Red, White, and Blue podcast hour, and then for uh, my my bio was going to be suburban raised, farm country grown, and then I just wrote millennial after. Yeah, uh, What you call it Daisy Dukes and Calvin yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> not an entrepreneur, not an investor, loan officer, farmer, podcaster. Uh oh wait, this was it.
0: Podcaster. That was the name of the.
1: No, just this is just like little notes I wrote on my. Uh, that was going to be my Twitter bio.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, I, I'm thinking these are names for your show, and like, these are
1: homemade America building blocks of an American dream. And then, <laughs> very, uh, very like Walmart shirty. Like, <laughs> uh, and then what was it? Oh, I had uh, this was like the bio, and I was like, what should I write it? And it was a uh, connoisseur of freedom, <laughs> North Country raised adirondack mountains to the end of my days or be in the dax to the end of my days but um basically then then i got it down to it's i think you can learn something from everyone you meet the key is to listen and i think that's very all-encompassing because i didn't want to be stuck in a real estate space because besides buying houses real estate isn't like a lot of people's like unless you're in real estate or you're a real estate investor it's it's going to be a small blip it's, in it's your a, life it's a niche market yeah. yeah and i i didn't want to just be i didn't want to i oh this is about money tips and budgeting like that's boring budgeting is simple just spend spend less than you make so i sort of wanted to keep it open and just sort of have that uh that that joe rogan style where like I can have somebody and, like, drink a few beers, shoot the shit, and not, not talk about anything business-related. And then I can have, like, a broker on the next day or, like, a financial advisor, that sort of thing. Yeah, and I I think that's that's
0: the route I'm looking at going to is the fact that, again, I'll bring it up. It's just, like, this is more for I I, I want to talk to people I want to talk to. And, and, yeah, I listen to Joe Rogan, and I, I think he's obviously got a very well-known and well-respected podcast because I think Joe does it his way, meaning yeah. he's not interviewing Somebody because he thinks that you or I or someone out in wherever is going to listen and, and like it. I think he really does it from the point of he cares about having the conversation with that person. Yeah, and I, I th- and I think like you said, not tying it into real estate. Like I could I do a real estate podcast. Sure, I, I, I do it all day long. I'm, I'm sure I'll talk plenty about real estate on here, depending on the guest. You a little bit more because this is the field that we're in. Um, but I I don't like I don't want to be tied you down don't want to, to one thing. You don't put yourself in a box. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I like talking about other stuff too, and I think it'd be cool to interview. Different. I mean, I I like kind of in my head of who I want to interview. I mean, I'm I'm thinking about even, even random people that I see passing by, and no, I mean, like you said,
1: everybody's got a story, you know. Yeah, dude. Them. I have people who just, I don't know who I've just seen online and stuff, and like I'm like, oh, like I would love to have them on the show one day. Yeah. Like I just asked J. W. Wiley to be on the guy, mm-hmm. um, the, from Plastic, Plastic State. Yeah, because yeah. I'm like. I remember him when I went to Plattsburgh, like he gave Did he a, do the orientation. Yeah, he did yeah, the orientation yeah. thing. And I'm like, yep, that seems do. like a cool guy. And like, yep. I have no idea what went down, if it was good or if it was bad, but everyone deserves a chance to say their side of the story. So like, I, I don't know. I think it's, it's just fun. Like that's, that's what it comes I, down to for me. Yeah.
0: I, th- I think that's it. And, and, and it's, uh, I, I find that some days that we, even though we, we meet with a lot of people and we talk to a lot of people, um, I find that. We don't get to have what we talked about before long term conversations with people and and to really go, you know, an extra layer deep perhaps. You know, if I'm, you know, with somebody throughout the day, you know, I might not talk to them for an extended period of time. And I think this gives me a chance, even people that I see every day. I see, you know, I talk to Matt multiple times a week. I see him, I would say, at least once a week. And this gives me an opportunity to maybe talk about stuff that we otherwise wouldn't have talked about. So, which I think is cool. And I think that's one of the beauties of. Craig cast is that you do the exact same same thing and you know I don't you know I just think it's a way that we can have a creative outlet have some fun meet some new
1: people um I I think it's going to be multifaceted like real estate is obviously top of mind business where like I had a guy who I knew from college where I wasn't like good buddies with him he didn't like he didn't go to my wedding anything but he just bought a house today and I'm like well I wasn't doing something right because you didn't go through me. I wasn't getting my message out there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I've, I think that's tough in, in real estate. I've had that before. You know, I'll have like a, a client I'm working with and for some reason they, something happens and they buy through another agent or I have a friend, you know, that I grew up with or with to high school with or just know around. They use another agent. So there's always points where I, I don't, I don't ever blame those people because it's like, it, it is what it is. They made the decision. You gotta blame yourself. You gotta and, say, and that's it. You gotta, the only place you can change is yourself. So I look at myself and I say, what what did I do wrong? What could I do better? Sometimes there was nothing. Sometimes there is, um,
1: but yeah, I think that's that's just part of the nature of our. And I was just thinking about of our companies. Joe Rogan's podcast before, where he's his trade is he's a comedian. Like he was a he was yeah. a host of a Fear Factor, and he got a lot of like he was a, a actor, but he I think his his what you'd call his trade is a comedian. So like when he has on his buddies, they happen to be amazing because his friends are like professional comedians, so they're gonna have funny content where. Like, so far, almost half of my podcast has been realtors. So, that's who my sphere is. So, I don't want people to necessarily think it's going to be all real estate. But, like, real estate comes up a lot because that's what we do. Like, yeah. we've... Well, I think uh, you... T- and I, I haven't listened to the episode, but you had the, the one where you your
0: neighbor and... Tennessee Bob. Yeah. And I, to be honest, I haven't listened to it yet, but I don't even know if real estate was spoken about that. Maybe, maybe he's into that field. I don't know, but... I think that
1: we would tailor whatever we're talking to to the theme of the person. Yeah. Well, everybody has what they're good at or what their what their field of expertise is and like that's gonna be like like I wanna have my mom on and like talk about nursing. Like she was an ER nurse and like she she used to see crazy shit. Like I would I would she would get home from there and be like, Matt, you better never drive a motorcycle like some some twenty year old kid is like a vegetable now and stuff like that. And I feel like in the podcasting groups I'm part of, like on Facebook, there's a lot of people who are... Um, what are these people with podcasts? Yeah. Just locally or is this international? No, like a it's national, like... It's international it's and they shoot try... ideas back and forth. They try... Like, I don't know. I come from a marketing background, but I'm like very bad at marketing where it's like figure out your target audience. Um, and I feel like people too often... Make sure the video is gone. Oh, yeah, making sure... Making sure that their content is so like tailored to reach a specific market. Like this even happened with Sarah when she was making the YouTube. She was like, "Oh, I don't know if people are gonna like this." I'm like, "Make it like a journal where you're trying to write it for someone you know. Like, don't try and or don't try and like make it so specific where you're worrying about what those people are gonna think. Just do it." with something that you enjoy and there's a good chance that other people who are similar to you will enjoy it like i see so many podcasts where they just try and like you could see like even sometimes like tim ferris i feel like isn't podcasting for himself he's like trying to achieve a goal yeah and i don't like that like some episodes i i just like i'm like nope i'll listen to it for like five minutes and be, like nope i could just tell that this is going to be too like to I don't know to trying to I, reach a goal where it's not I don't know.
0: No, I know what you're saying because I, I think sometimes when when Tim Ferriss is talking and another guy that I like and actually I um, if anybody's wondering what equipment we are using it's straight off of the yeah, Tim, Tim Ferriss Ferris podcast list. And actually, how I got my how I got <clears throat> so sorry to back it up, but yes, I agree on the Tim Ferriss comment. But the if we go back and. I've had the idea of a podcast for a while, and it was, I think it was, was it last week, two weeks ago, whatever that night is, I just dropped into your office, I was coming back from something, I was driving by, swung in, saw Matt at the office, we just started kind of talking about um, podcasts, work, life, things like that, and... I don't even know what it was. You just start
1: talking and like in my head, I was just like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to do one. I was probably talking about the launch of it and I was like, you were asking about equipment. I'm like, dude, you just got to do it. Like it's not, especially with like YouTube and Google, like you can figure out whatever. There's no excuse anymore. And I I think you said that and I came back to the office. I had,
0: I had, you ordered it that night. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I ordered like an hour later. I, I came back to the office. I had some stuff going on. I just kind of, you know, I had a few things just to kind of finish up. And then I was like, you know what? let me just look and I I, the amount of research I did was probably less than a half hour I literally went I'm like I I, I listened to Tim Ferriss um, Joe Rogan's he's a little top of the line and and um, I mean I'm as you can tell very 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 novice level of this but I just went to uh, Tim Ferriss and and he's like perfect here's in person easy Um, he actually said I mean people on the uh, video might be able to see this but um, he doesn't even have people use the arms so he actually likes people holding the mics, which I think is cool. And, and actually, these mics are the ones he uses, and they're they're pretty uh, – there's some – ATRs, 2200 or something. Well, I mean, they're, they're heavier than I yeah. thought they would be. But I kind of like the idea of having my hands-free. I like being able not to touch it. But he said, you know, with people backing up, so if I'm backing up now, you probably can't hear me as well. And then I come back to the mic. So I went in, looked at the the list, bought everything, literally down to the, the mic covers. Yeah. And Pop I ordered filters. it that night, and – they shipped it. That old Jeff Bezos gave it, got it to me in about two, three days. My boy, and uh, so, and then literally, I was just like, had no clue what to do. And I had one of my goals this week was to record the first podcast episode. So I think I texted Matt a couple days ago and said, "Hey, guess what? We're doing it this week. Just and I have no clue what we're gonna do. Don't have a name. Don't have anything. Don't have
1: really any game plan except we're just gonna implement." well that's podcast that's one thing that gary's helped me out with it's like you got to have good content but also don't don't record 30 videos and not put any out because they're not perfect like i think there's a fine balance i think i was getting not lazy with the mortgage minutes but like i wasn't i wasn't making as polished of a product as i could and now i've been working on getting a more polished product and sort of upping my video game because I used to be the only one to do videos like i think when i first did the mortgage minute first nobody (sighs) even going back when i before I even met you,
0: um, and this kind of goes to the power of uh, visual, mm-hmm. picture, video, things like that. Before I ever met you, I knew who you were. And but I again I only saw you through Facebook. And, yeah. And this was this was way
1: back. This is when you had the little dog running around You'd yeah, like find would... bow or something. Yeah, the bow dog. Yeah. <laughs> well we had that. I mean I had I've had people at uh what the hell is that deli? Whatever the deli downtown where they're like, yo, you're that guy who does videos about Sandwich. real estate. Yeah. Sandwich, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And it just showed me like the power of video. Like people like being entertained. People like seeing yeah. people that they know, like it's fun. I don't know. And, and I, and I think the, the the thing that's funny and I, I heard today, um,
0: you know, the, the, that some people will make a video, make some kind of piece of content and, And don't put it out and I think not putting it out for the fear of it not being perfect is the worst thing you can do the way I look at it is the best thing is you put out a really good piece of content and it kills and it's great and 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 the second best thing is you put out a piece of content that's not great but you put it out the worst you can do is make a great piece of content and it never sees the light of day because you're worried about the lighting the sound the camera how you look how you sound You know, newsflash, and, I, you know, me and you both know this, like, nobody really cares what you look like. You look like what you look like. And I think some people get too caught up in, you know, I got to look a certain way or sound a certain way, or maybe I I said some ums or ahs, or, you know, maybe I looked at the camera, or maybe I stuttered, or or you're going to do that.
1: You know what I mean? It's going to happen. Well, yeah. Well, also, like, like my podcast, like like in tandem productions and North following media, like they put out like a fucking sweet polished podcast. Like I'm sure their videos are going to come out beautiful, but like they have a professional studio and they have people who like, like that's what they do. Like they know how to take really good pictures and videos or audio technicians. Like I don't know how to do that. And, like even your videos like some videos you have a production company who like makes it and it's sweet and some videos are just you in front of the camera um, both are great and i think it's important to have both avenues but you can you could see like i'm sure you get some results off the videos that you just do in here with your whiteboard
0: yeah i mean i um the production value on a lot of the stuff i i think I mean, take away the podcast equipment. I did put a little bit of investment in this because I, I obviously want it to sound good for everybody. But, I mean, the videos and stuff, I mean, it, you, again, it, I, we are trying to tape this and to kind of show our expertise, I'm taping on um, a phone. I'm taping taping on my cell phone. I have it on a tripod. I have a shot a little shotgun mic. I have a light, which looks cool, a wide-angled lens all together. You're talking 100, 150 bucks, not counting the phone, obviously. But, um, and we wanted to do a podcast all the way through where you could see it, and we've already failed at that, or I failed at that. We we uh, have already had to go restart it. So, um, that so, might have
1: saved too. Who knows?
0: Yeah, and, and maybe it did. I think the first part did. I don't know when it cut out, so there's, I'm sure there's a gap at some point. But, um, but the thing is that I'm not. I don't care. You know, I, I mean, I do care. I like it to be like it to be better. But I'm not going to wait to it to be perfect. I'm going to put it out gonna tweak it guess what next episode will be
1: better and so on and so forth and eventually i'll figure out the 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 video yeah, thing we're but, gonna get better and better with every like every podcast i think i got a little bit better and got better uh first it's the jitters first you gotta be like oh i'm interviewing someone right now like what are we yeah, gonna because, talk about and
0: because your intro right now is gotten much better yeah not,
1: not it wasn't bad before but
0: like now it's like mr radio coming out like, yeah right it's, it's nice
1: <laughs> when uh ryan went up or Sorry, bud, if I said your name That's wrong. That's actually the one I'm listening to now. Yeah. He was like, we were what's, having... What's his podcast? He is Slop Dog Radio. Okay.
0: <laughs> a little shout out, you know. Yeah, a little
1: shout out, man. Know? Everybody, like, there's enough food for everyone to eat. I hate it when people think, oh, if they don't eat, I'm going to eat, that sort of thing. The pie is big. Yeah. we get a slice. Yep. Oh, where the hell was I going with that? You you were talking about the podcast oh, yes. about production, yeah. So I had a normal voice on. I was having conversation. Then I'm like, "This episode of Craigcast is brought to you by." And like, it's funny Rich how
0: chocolatey Ovaltine. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I wish that Ovaltine would be a sponsor.
0: Christmas Christmas is coming up, and I'm, I've uh, probably know that but verbatim. So gotta so keep going. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, I think just um, I don't know. There's I think there's a need for podcasts, and I think. Some people like everybody. some people are gonna hate my podcast and think I'm a, a piece of shit person and like, oh, he's so stupid, I can't believe he kills pigs. Uh, all stuff like that. And but, some people are gonna love it. But but that's authentic like I'm not I don't own a farm. I don't know if I have it in
0: me to kill a pig or whatever, but you know, I'm not gonna judge you for doing that. That's something you do, and it's like who it is what it is. People do it thousands of people do it around the world, millions, whatever, you yeah. know, and but I think the biggest thing and, and I know to kind of get back to where we were before I was giving you some shit about this originally because you kept, you know, you had talked about the podcast for while. months, yeah. months, and I, I, six months, a year, something yeah. like that. And I'm sure by the time you actually mentioned it to me, you were thinking in your head well before that. yeah. And, and I kind of kept giving you some crap because you, you kept talking about, talking about, yeah, talking plan, about it. Oh, I'm planning. Oh, and, I'm planning. It was all that. It was like, I'll do it. It was almost like I'll do it tomorrow. I'll be ready tomorrow. And I think that's a valuable lesson in that. Tomorrow is always going to be tomorrow. You know, do it today, and you you did it, you know. And what's kind of cool is you started it, and now you said you're on seven or eight episodes? Yeah. In, in a relatively short amount of time. I mean, again, we're talking... Yeah, I, five six seven weeks something like that yeah i
1: recorded i recorded them all before i put them live because i was reading online like you want to have five episodes good to go so people love it they can listen back to episodes versus if you just because i'm going to try and do once a week or no not try i'm going to do once a week there we go my man and um maybe even more like who knows like i i we want to finish our second bedroom and make it sort of like a podcasting studio so I'll, up can, at the open gate farm set. oh yeah don't worry we'll, we'll get into that we haven't
0: we haven't forgot about that
1: but, um, yeah, but just do it. Like literally there don't make a good product. Don't make a shitty product, but it, a decent product is okay. Wait, what? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to fuck up so many quotes on all podcasts. Well, fact a check A decent, a decent plan, a decent plan today is better than a perfect plan tomorrow. Yeah. And that's like what I've been doing with video where I'm like, no, I just got to do it. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be beautiful. I'm just going to get it out there. Well, I think I, I,
0: th- I think that there, there's there, you have a couple things you have the content of what you're putting out you have the context like how you're putting it out um you have the speed at which you put it out you have the production value that you put or i say production value but the, the quality that you put out those are all important um i think the number one thing though that i've talked to you about is consistency Mm-hmm. and this goes for, I mean, like everybody knows, you know, you get into a habit of something, you know, if you go to the gym, like you keep going to the gym and that becomes a habit. You're consistent. You see results. If you, you know, if you, in my field, if, if you prospect consistently, you see results. Um, same thing with the podcast. Like if you put one out now, like I've seen some podcasts, they come out a week, a week, a week. Next thing you know, a month goes by, two months goes by, three months goes by, nothing. Then you get back into it. And it's like, I think you, you, you. I'm going to try to avoid that the best I can. Um, you know, obviously time being a factor of how often I can do these, but the the fact that you are at seven and I think about seven weeks, the yeah. consistency is there. And I think that you're going to get into that, that habit or that, that, you know, yeah, I'd say groove. It, yeah. I'm going to get
1: in that groove and it's just gonna be second nature. Like I'm going to schedule the podcast. Well, it's like anything. Like if you, if you work out consistently three times a week and you just keep doing it, that's part of your life. You're going to, you're eventually going to get jacked. Yeah. If you, podcast three if you podcast once a week and I think a lot of people fail where they make their goals too lofty where it's like like well, let's say I said I'm gonna do five podcasts a week like I probably wouldn't be able to do it I got to be home with the family I have after work stuff I got to do yeah. but I think if you set it something realistic like that's why the mortgage minute like it's a once a week it's a video it only has to be a minute and, and, and you've been very consistent at that. I haven't missed and, well, I probably missed like one or two. I got back surgery, but yeah, but but you you, you can't, yeah you couldn't tell I mean, it was very. Yeah, did a very. Good I haven't I mean, had like, like just, I, I haven't had like two months off or anything, and like sometimes it feels useless. Some videos I have seventy six views, but some I've gotten two or three thousand organically. So it's just it's just do it. Just be consistent with anything that you want to get good at.
0: Yeah, and I, I think I think part of the, you know, which I've kind of bought in from a marketing perspective, and I think works, and and, and I do it from a standpoint of. You know with the mortgage minute and some videos that I've done you know it, it's putting out you're trying to add value to somebody's life mm-hmm. and I think we come from a position of one we're in a small area you know some local um, I think part of it is yeah you could, t- you could go on YouTube you could watch the same stuff I'm saying by a thousand other agents same thing with you for mortgages but it's something about hearing someone local that you've seen or trust or that you knew grew up or lives in the area that you can use I think as a mo- more of an expert than you know, maybe some person out in Ohio that's talking about the same, same topic. Um, I think just hearing it from someone they know, I mean, I've had friends, family, things like that. Um, you know, business acquaintances and, you know, they, they read it and they give me some good, good reviews on that. And, you know, I think part of that is just coming from a position of giving in the sense of here's information. I hope it helps, you know, cause I don't want to see, and, and we're both in the field of, of real estate. That's a big, big life changing decision, you know, mm-hmm. you know, either investing or for some people it could, you know, they could be just investors and don't really care, but to get someone in their first house, to get someone to move down, maybe from a house, I just had a closing last week, person's been in the house for over 30 years, you know, I mean you're talking about emotional attachment to a house. I mean you have, but they move down, they're closer to family, um, you know, somebody getting in their first house, maybe someone's selling moving up because the family's getting bigger, they're having some kids. It's a big decision, and I find that even if we can give a little bit of information, a little bit of helpfulness that would, would allow that person going forward to, to you know, I, I guess find some value in that, and maybe it helps them. Um, and I think you've done that with the Mortgage Minute is you've taken relevant topics, and you've even gotten gotten into lately kind of doing historical yeah. Facts. So I mean, talk talk about the historical part. I'm going to turn this light off because it's, it's it feels like a, <laughs> it feels like a disco studio in here. I feel like I'm. Oh yeah, it is strobing. film like at like the old crazy horse, but um, that's so weird. Yeah, I don't know. It must be I, running out of battery I, or something. I, and um, again, doing this video, I don't know how long iPhones can record for, and I think this is going to be a little thing we're going to have to go up against. But um, we'll see that, that that light hasn't been on long, so I'm kind of questioning the the light at this point and the battery. So anybody that's watching on video, if this actually is still recording and still. It's still oh, recording the video. It is okay. Um, we're going to get rid of the, uh, the strobe light. We don't have good music for that. Um, <laughs> but we're going to... Uh, yeah, we'll just see how it looks in, in in natural lighting.
1: Yeah. So I've been doing... I think I've been doing the mortgage minute. I think I pretty much started pretty early in my career. I don't remember exactly for how much... Uh, I'll probably do it again. Wait. Oh, there's just a strobe light setting, I guess. Oh. Oh. Maybe I have a fucking oh. seizure. Okay. So... I've been doing it for I guess two, probably two and a half years now, and
0: it's been that long. Where long you been at? Yeah, dude, Jesus, I've been okay. I've
1: been pretty pretty. I don't know. It's probably it, no, it could be. I yeah, mean, I, it, it just, could. It probably like it is, is. Honestly, been consistent. It's been a while, and I've just been like, all right, let me go back. Like it, it is tooting my own horn, but I'm like, if you didn't listen when rates were three. You didn't listen when rates were four. You didn't listen when rates were five. Are you going to listen when rates hit six? Like just sort of show people with social proof based. Like Gary always talks about that where he's like, um, I want to do these videos so I can show people this like 10 years from now. When I say if you invest in Facebook and Amazon, you're going to come out on top. Like I told you. I don't think rates are ever going to hit three seven five again. Like I don't think they're ever going to be that low. I don't think they should be that low. Like that was that was the Fed's basically manipulating the rate by buying so much mortgage backed securities that it kept the interest rates low because they wanted to stimulate the economy, get people to buy more homes. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad thing. It's it's good. But I I think um, I think people, I think rates are going to stabilize around five and a half six percent next year and just stay like that for a while. I had a, again I I'm I'm just kind of. Paraphrasing,
0: and I don't know how true it is. I don't. I'm not in this field as much, but I was talking to a finance friend of mine. uh, I think last week, two weeks ago, and I said, you know, what are we looking at six or something? You know, mortgage rates going up to six. You know, and I a lot of it's regulated. Of course, again, we're not saying anything's exact because that's against the law, right? No, to give exact values because it changes. But uh, meaning, but I think right now you're probably hovering around five high fours,
1: probably low fives. Yeah, um, good customer four seven five probably. Like if you're twenty percent down, eight hundred credit score, a little better, marginal. Um, if you're a government loan program, probably five five three seven so, five.
0: So the the guy I was talking
1: to, I asked about six. He goes, I don't think
0: you'll hit six for another year or so, or maybe even longer. And I don't, I don't, again, I don't know if that's true, but that's his projection. He's he's in, he knows that stuff better than I would.
1: I also, I should say, like I don't, I don't try and understand mortgage rates. I don't try and like think I can. Pr- you know, yeah, I don't think I, I don't like. Like, some people, like, watch the market so hard, and they're like, oh, well, I got a lock on this Tuesday because China's trade war stuff is going to... Your rate is your rate. Like, they change daily, and... Um, they don't
0: fluctuate that much. Yeah,
1: sometimes, dude. There's well, been, they, like... Yeah, there's like been How half, much would it
0: fluctuate? Like, are we talking a quarter of a point, tenth of a point? Are we talking, like...
1: Tenth of a point is normal. Like, that that always fluctuates, so four like... Six, four six four to seven Yeah, stuff like that. But sometimes, dude, you can have, like, a quarter point rates, like, difference in a day. Like, or not a day, like even the time it's, it's like a live when you lock alone, like it's like a live thing. Like it's not, it's not the rates come out for the day and they're going to be that all day. There's different rates at nine in the morning than there is at, at, uh, I don't know, three in the afternoon. Okay.
0: Yeah. So I, I mean, just for that, I guess, purpose wise, it's rates over the last 30 years, average 8%. 8.67. Yeah. We're at three. So do the math. At some point, they were they're in the teens, and uh, yeah. So right now, rates are still low. I think we've just a lot of people buying homes right now. Uh, the younger generation, I'm sure, the older generation remembers probably. Well, that's the thing the, too. 90, Our generation 90s, only
1: had such low rates that that's what they think it should be.
0: I mean, since I've been, since I've known interest rates, it's been
1: three, four, and now
0: getting into five, and yeah. that's been roughly eight to ten years. You know, so I mean, it's, um, yeah. So I I think right now we're we're still. Historically,
1: very low. Yeah, and I think either way, it's it's a good investment. Like if you're if you're living at home with your parents, like keep doing it, keep fucking caking it up, save money. But if you're paying rent, basement life. Yeah, dude, basement life was sweet. I miss basement life, man. No bills, no nothing. Just basement life. The fridge is always full. Oh, it was awesome. (laughs) Some some gas money and uh, some money for food. Yeah, exactly. Life was simple.
0: (laughs) Life was simple. So. Question before we get into the uh, the the OGF Open Gate Farmstead, let me see that watch. What kind of watch is that? Um, I mean, you don't have to take it off. I just I, I saw it at the beginning and I wanted to. Uh, it's a Gucciol, Gucci. Is that a Gucci Gucci Gucciol? I think. It, what it's is, like, is it? Is it strap or is it wood? It looks wood.
1: Yeah, it's wood. It's, it was only like twenty or thirty bucks, dude. It's sweet. It's, it's, from about, a, it's about the weight of a pen. It's from Plattsburgh Knife Co. Plasberg Knife, cool. My wife, my wife got it for me. Isn't that a sweet watch, dude? Yeah, I like it. It's wearing nice, honestly. Nick, at first, I thought the strap would look crappy if I sweat all over it, but I like how it looks. No, I I thought it was actually like kind of like a almost like a wood. You
0: know, you kind of sometimes mm-hmm. see the wood when it's kind of curled around, but no, it looks pretty cool. It's
1: super light. I almost much... forget to take that off. No, oh, it's nice. Yeah. So where would you get that from again? Plattsburgh Knife Co. Okay. Pretty sure. My wife got it, but I'm like ninety percent sure that's where she got it. You ready for Christmas? Get your shopping done. I bought her a pair of... Well, I mean, don't say it. This might come I, out. Dude, m- my, my family is weird. Like, when, even when I was younger, like, I would always just, like, whatever I, what, what I wanted, like, I would just get early if it was useful. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, Hence the podcasting equipment. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but, like, Sarah, like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get her muck boots for Christmas. Uh, like, really warm boots for the winter. And I'm like, I'm not going to, like, make her wear her old boots for, like, two weeks. I'm going to just give her new boots. So I bought them... I got them gift wrapped because they, uh, I don't know, uh, some American Cancer Society or something was doing, or Red Cross was doing gift wrapping. So I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll get it wrapped up. But I just gave it to her like right when I got home. And my parents <laughs> would always do stuff like that. Like I'd get snowboarding gear and they just give it to me because I'm like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go snowboard. Yeah, I get, get the extra couple weeks. I, my, uh, my wife
0: wanted a jacket and I, I, I'm not going to buy her any clothes. It's just uh, that's a losing battle. It's tough, um, meaning I don't size and everything else and style and, and look and everything. So she bought this jacket of course I ordered it, came home, she opened the box. Both her names start with G, common mistake. She just looks at it quick, opens it up. She already knew she was getting it pretty much. Folded it back up. We'll put it back on the tree. But yeah, it's kinda of one where like I think at our age it's just, you know, we kinda of know what we're getting each other. We you know, we both just kinda of bought a bed, which is, you know, I guess splurging at our, our, our age. But um
1: what kind of, do you get one of those online ones or you go actually, to a store? No, I, I went um, Did you go to mattress by appointment? I did. Dude, what's that Did like? Did you go there? No, but I've heard. I've, so, I've heard so, about it.
2: So,
0: <laughs> I have never heard of it. I drive by that location every single day. It's an airport plaza, um, just off Route Three. Um, so, my wife was like, "Hey, let's do this mattress by appointment." I am like, "That's kind of weird." Like, what? Uh, whatever. And she goes, "We have a, we have an appointment to go try out mattresses." I'm like, okay, great. Like, whatever. I get to go lay on some mattresses. It's cool. So, we show up, walk in, um, Derek. think it's Derek reset is his name real nice guy and we walk in um he's got like seven mattresses lined up he's got kind of a bunch stationed in the back very bare bones um location you know all he really needs to operate we go in there he knows a lot about mattresses been doing it for a couple years um we bought a king mattress which we've always wanted to get and uh super nice guy delivered it that day to us um wait a couple of days, let it kind of work its magic, and, and he's, he said let it sit for a couple days and then put it up. But, yeah, no, he's good. I think if anybody that's looking to buy a mattress, I it's kind of cool when he walked in on the mattresses themselves. He ended up um, – he, he took off like the Amazon, like the label that – you you know when you go to purchase, like you buy yeah. it on Amazon? He took that price, and the prices are like – I mean, don't quote me on this, but I think they're like 50% of what you would get on Amazon, the same exact style. And, and I mean – I know you're huge into this, probably probably one of the biggest people in the area, but just supporting local, like I am not going to go on like I I'm much more happy supporting a local guy like that, entrepreneur, sole, sole proprietor, you know, and nice guy. Like I said, I mean, he's a Chiefs fan, but we can't, you know, can't have it all. And uh he's having a good year right now.
1: They're doing I do some stuff, like some but, stuff I buy local. Like I try and I try and make the stuff that I buy a lot local. Like I grocery shop at Aldi's because it's like easier, but I still go to North Country Food Co-op a lot. And like, yep. like for some purchases, like I'm just gonna get it on Amazon if it's like, uh, 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 like a electronic technology thing. Like I'm gonna go on Amazon. Well, or,
0: I, I always have a hard time. Like, say we went and like looked at this mattress, sat on the mattress, all good, loved it, and just said, "What's okay? We got the name, we got the brand, got the, everything. I'm gonna go buy it on." Like I, I don't like doing that. Not to mention, I mean, I'm, this guy beat. Amazon by a lot. I mean yeah. he saved a ton of money and he was local and he shipped it I mean he say shipped it. He, he literally drove his truck and dropped it off yeah. at their house. and It was, it was very very good um, Like I said nice guy um, Again, that's mattress by appointments Airport Plaza route three. I do not know his number. I know he's on Facebook He has a ton of good reviews um, But yeah, just trying to hopefully some people can support him if you guys are looking for mattresses, but I think yeah buying local and That is a perfect segue To, I think, kind of the the, the meat and potatoes of this episode. We're going into the Open Gate Farmstead, located, I don't know the address, but on Green Street in Keysville. Yep. And it is now actually gated, but the gate is open. It's open. It's It's open for business, baby. It's open for business. Uh, Before it was a metaphor, now it is is a metaphor slash reality. It's there physically. You can grab it, open it, swing it, shut it, lock it, whatever you have to do. But I want to hear... The origin story of the Matt and Sarah homestead, also known as Open Gate Farmstead. Um, you can find it on Instagram. You can find it on Facebook. At um, Open Gate Farmstead New You can York. find it on YouTube. There's yeah. actually some really cool building, yeah, dude. building check videos. Out, check
1: out. Yeah, we're up to like 60 subscribers, so it's, it's been going good. <laughs> so so
0: Matt, t- tell us the... I want to hear the background. How, how you came... Because I don't think you've ever told me this. How you came to find the house um what was the vision behind it obviously i know you you and and a little background on sarah because mm-hmm. i i know sarah's real I've she's seen, like a mystery dude i've seen pictures i've seen video. People, you i've don't never really met. you don't really know
1: though i have she never could be a model that i just hired like
0: she could she's one of those fake she's like a, a high like, uh, what's it called a hologram thing yeah well people at like um, rotary
1: and stuff are always like what is it like Who's Sarah? Like we never get to meet so, her. She doesn't, she's like she's just hidden in the woods, I, man.
0: Would, would Sarah ever get on the podcast?
1: I want to have. I'm going to have her on mine. And I should have her on yours. Too. That'd be great. Because I, I like, should have her on yours first because I feel like it'd be
0: like break, break her in a little yeah. bit, like ease her into the uh, much less pressure here. But um, I so give me the background. I want to hear a little bit about Sarah because I know pretty much nothing except she's good with animals. Um, the background of the actual homestead. Um. What your parents thought about you guys buying it, <laughs> and kind of I guess bring us into two thousand going into two thousand nineteen, um, and then you know some plans for the future because I know you guys have some aspirations as to what you want to do with the with the Open Gate Farmstead. Um, again on Instagram and Facebook, yeah, Open Gate Farmstead. Um, so yeah, Matt, give give us give us everything and anything. Go deep on this. So
1: I guess. So when I was in the mortgage industry, I knew, I knew I'm like, oh, like I should, I should buy a house. This is, this is sweet. Um, so I would ask realtors, I would say, do you either know, I was either thinking, do I want to buy an investment property first? Because if you buy an investment property as your first property, it's a lot easier. You can go three and a half percent down. I'm like, I either want to get an investment property or like a farm type house and something with a, either I wanted a little bit of land or I wanted waterfront. And, um, I would just ask realtors like I wasn't like super active searching at the time. I'd ask realtors. I'm like, hey, do you happen to know of any listings that are either like waterfront that's decently priced or um, no this Lake Champlain waterfront? Just anything, honestly. Like, I, I river feel like pond I, stream. Yeah, like Lake Champlain, I feel like would be too expensive. Like I'm, I would be cool with a river or a pond or anything like that. We looked at, we looked at three houses. Um, one was on Shady Lake and it was just all fucked up. One was in. Like deep, deep, deep Saranac. Like it was on an unpaid or a unmaintained road at the end and it was perfect, besides it would have been like an hour commute. Like that house was honestly pretty cool. It had like three acres, um, its own pond, but it was just too far. Like I couldn't commute into Plattsburgh. And how long ago was this, time wise? June sixteenth, twenty sixteen. That's when we closed on our house. Two two and a half years ago. Yeah, so before that. And um and then uh talked to I talked to a realtor and she was like, Hey, I got a." I got a house, like it's on a nice piece of land, like come check it out. And it was fucked. Like it had.
0: <laughs> Basically, we have a tear down property. Yeah, which no, you
1: didn't actually end up doing. but Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people, you definitely could have teared it down. My parents still want me to tear it down, but screw off, guys. Our house is dope. It's just taking a while. We're not rich. So it was. When we first walked in, you had to use a shovel to clear a path with all the garbage that was in there. Like the dude was such a bad hoarder. And it had mold in one of the corners. And I'm like, oh, man. Like, You know, we saw the potential. It's, uh, it was basically originally, I believe, a 16 by 40 hunting cabin. And then he added additions onto it. Was there heat? Just a wood stove. Okay. So just a wood stove. No running water. N- there might have been. No toilet, for sure. No toilet. Well, there was a toilet, but it wasn't hooked up. <laughs> this dude was really weird. Like he would start a project and then like stop it. Like he had, he had a kitchen roughed in where like it looked horrible. Like it was just basically like two by fours holding up a sink, but then he like cut the pipes to it and tried to move it around. Like there was a hot water heater that was in place, but then the pipes were cut to it and it was, there was 7,000 pounds of trash that we took out of there and off the property, like super duper overgrown. Like, You couldn't, the only reason you could walk around the house is because when he redid the roof, he just slid the shingles off. Like he never like, so that's the only reason you could. And when you walk around the house, you had to like keep your shoulders tight and just walk like right next to it. And, um, it was, it was flat land. It was 14 acres. Like it, it had a well, um, the septic worked for a year. We found out after it was like horrible and not put in right, but it's all good. We got it. We got a new leach field in there. You put your own septic in. We put our own leach in. Oh, leech, okay. Yeah. So the septic, we kept the same septic because it's it was a 500 gallon tank, and um, or it might have been a thousand, I don't know. But the tanks, like it's just a concrete tank. It that fine, don't really yeah. matter. Uh, we have a good leach field, and um, we bought it in June, and we're like, my parents were like mortified when they first saw it. They're like, oh my god, like I I had to poop in a bucket for like the first like three weeks that I had it. Did and you bury it? Um, I brought it to the dump. And <laughs> what you
0: brought the shit to the dump. So I, I had this I is
1: mean, this is actually good if you're camping like you know or if who knows your toilet could break one day, if you if you get a five gallon bucket and like a shop right bag, you put the ShopRite right bag in first and then you put a foam pool thing like a, like a foam uh, the little floaty thing. you like cut noodle? a noodle. Yeah, you cut okay. a strip down that and you can put it around the five gallon bucket and then it holds on the bag and you can poop right in there and like it doesn't get your bucket all dirty it just you just poop in the bag and then uh I, w- I was going to the dump and like the dump guys are just used to used to i guess stuff and where he's pulling bags he's pulling bags we're throwing stuff out and he's like is this shit i'm like yeah <laughs> and he, he caught me dumped in so, that was a, so what would you have to do at that point? Nothing. Like you, you could still throw it out. Oh,
0: just okay. a bag of shit. I mean, I, <laughs> if you've ever been, I this past year I had to go up to the top of the Clinton County landfill mm-hmm. in Morrisonville. You want to talk about smelling death? That was that was one of the worst smells I've ever seen. Th- there's ten thousand seagulls up there, and there's guys out there literally driving, um, kind of kind of like uh,
1: bulldozers, yeah, and just pushing, just pushing, just junk all over the place. So we did. Um, so we closed on the house and we were like, all right, let's fucking get to work. We saw there was a little spot of mold. We were like, oh, that just happened because when he was adding an addition, um, it got rained on because it wasn't covered. And turns out like ceiling to ceiling was covered in mold. So we had to rip down all the sheetrock. The Only the main room, I wouldn't even call it finished, was like sheetrock. Like the other rooms, like the electric wasn't on yet and stuff. So we did that. We put in a kitchen. We put in a bathroom. The shower pan was there the the shower could have been functioning it just wasn't hooked up so we did that there was a washer and dryer in there they weren't hooked up um the oven was electric so luckily that worked i still got that oven too even though it's a piece of shit it's like the cheapest oven you can get but so we we did that um we're still working on it like we we put flooring in we put um pretty much everything what's the address 219 green street Keys are you trying to find the old listing? Oh, yeah. Dude, there's just two no, no, pictures. No, no, no. not
0: not the listing. I want to, I'm, I'm looking Google Maps here. Ah. So you're before the Fish and Game Club.
1: Yeah.
0: So That's it right there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Dude, I little- so I have I've I've, I've, driven, um, I've definitely driven by it I've never seen it before so green Street let's check and zoom in on this thing yeah so I'm looking at this thing live right now and it basically looks like a hut. Actually, Matt, you got some uh, it's like some Dude, logs or some trees. I, I don't is this bef- since you bought it? See like the of the trash from space. Well, that's what I'm saying, I mean, look look at yeah. there's like trash. Yeah, so so when Matt's saying it's a it's probably you said about no. 50 to 100 yards from the probably less than that, probably 50 yards from the road. Um but there's, yeah, there's, dude, there was there's pile, satellite images of trash. Yeah,
1: Like I told people, I'm like, you could see the piles of trash that he left from space. And like there was logging done in there before. So all the, lo- like, all the log stuff was just like piles bigger than my house of just like logs and trash. Like one of the piles <laughs> that we burnt up, dude, it just burned green. Like there was some sort of noxious material or something in there. If you're a DEC officer and you're listening, I, that didn't happen, but there was, I don't know what it was, and it literally, dude, it burned, like, green and, like, was sparkly. Like, it was, it was really weird, and it just was, like, a pile of just leaves and shit, but something happened, so we, um, we did that, and then we wanted to start raising our own meat, because, uh, when my family members got sick, and they were, like, relatively healthy. Did you have a... Now, did you have a butchering background prior to this? I I interned at D and D Meats in college, so I knew. Gotcha. I knew a little bit about that, but it wasn't like I wouldn't say a background. Like I mostly made sandwiches. <laughs> like it wasn't like I wasn't like in the back like killing cows and stuff. So I um. So like right away, we buy two cows. We make a shitty fence out of pallets. Or two two pigs. We make a little crappy fence. And we were like, we just want to be healthier. Like I got we got rid of our microwave when we lived in an apartment. I was like, I don't know, I don't I don't trust microwaves. I don't know like there's something that's making people sick. And I don't know if it's the preservatives in food. I don't know if it's like how there's like fucked up water in Flint, Michigan. I don't know what it is, but like mm-hmm. something about American life now, like the past three years have been the first time life expectancy has gone down in like fifty years in the US. And something is doing it, like I don't know if it's cuz people who smoke a bunch of cigs. I don't know if it's what whatever it is, something is doing it. And I was like one common denominator is food, like the factory farming system. And I'm like I'm I'm pretty far from a pita person, like I have you watched um Netflix was it Magic Pill? Yeah. Which was food? Yeah. It's pretty
0: incredible what um just nutrition eating correctly will do for just your whole. I mean that, that that's chronic disease. Is probably the biggest, one of the biggest, or is yeah, dude. The heart
1: disease is the number one killer now. I think but it's,
0: it's like it's all these things that
1: are caused, and, and a lot of it is by by food. Yeah, so. dude, just junk. Like when you eat, you like burgers shouldn't cost a dollar. There's not going to be like real food and one in
0: cent it. at Burger King. I heard.
1: Yeah, have you heard about that thing? Though? No, I, I, have, I, was that even true? You have to if you're within 800 feet of McDonald's, that thing will pop up on your phone. And say you have to go to Burger King to claim your your dollar whopper. Now it's genius. Dollar Whopper? Wa- no, I think it's one cent or one cent whopper. Okay. Yeah, but you have to be you have to place your order, mobile order, while you're near McDonald's. That that's the kicker. But you know why they're doing that? Because what, what's the distance? Like let's say a thousand feet within a within a McDonald's I mean, and then you can get that route three your your goal. Yeah. Pulling the parking but McDonald's. the reason they're doing that is because it's only available by mobile order. And to use mobile order, you got to put your debit or credit card info in. So they're basically giving you that f- for a cent because then your info will be in there. And then next time you go, you'd be like, Oh, I can just use mobile order. Mm-hmm. Boom. Marketing. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's kind of like a Dunkin' Donuts, two time Wednesday yeah. mobile
0: orders. Yeah. Just, which, which I always forget about. So wait, what is that? On the app, on the Dunkin' Donuts app. If you go dude, Donuts, I don't even have a
1: Dunkin' Donuts app, well, I'm fucking. So,
0: up. Um, everybody, we're gonna introduce Matt. Is 2018 almost 2019? You gotta have that Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts app on your phone. But back to the farm. So, <laughs> back. Well, well, yes, keep keep going. But again, we, we want to hear background on the infamous
1: Sarah Craig. Sarah Craig, dude, she's a badass. I love what's, you, babe. What's, what's Sarah's maiden name? Sarah Manning. Manning. Yeah.
0: Now... Let, let's go because I know we're going to skip over this because we got to give an intro so when we eventually get her on, we'll be good to go. So so give us the background. Where is she from? Name? How would you meet her?
1: So Sarah is from a small town. Uh, in, it's like the Russell Edwards area. I think it's called Edward DeKalb School. She graduated. She had about 30 people in her out, class. Out west? Yeah, out west. Near it's in between Canton and Potsdam basically. Herman DeKalb? Yeah.
0: Is that where she went to school? Yeah.
1: Oh no shit. Okay. So I went to a school of nine hundred people, was my graduating class, and like where her parents live, it's just like you look one way, there's not much, you look the other way, there's not much. So it's it's a lot it's a lot different life than So the Did she grow up on a farm? No, she had neither of us the only farm influence we really had was when I I used to go on vacation to a dude ranch when I was younger, and that's basically like it's a resort like it's a working farm but it's a resort. Where did you go? Where, where, where? Uh, East Hill Farm in New Hampshire. Oh, it's okay. Keep going. It's like beautiful. It's like it's like a picturesque farm. Like there's a nice there's mountains in the background. It's all pretty and beautiful and clean. You can horse ride like in the morning the kids would go in the chicken coop. We'd be like, "Hey, mister, make sure this egg goes in my omelet." And like he'd bring it to the cook, but it's not necessary. Like you don't see the people like baling hay and like doing all the hard mm-hmm. farm work. It's mo- it's like it's meant to be like a fun experience and um sarah had some like some neighbors and stuff who were in agriculture but she definitely like didn't grow up a farm girl she grew up really loving animals like her parents would always take in like strays and cats and and stuff like that but she never had she never had like chickens so or she cows had n- nothing more than a dog or a cat yeah and um she she's a big animal lover like pretty much every job she's ever had has been in some facet whether it's pet smart dog training dog watching something to do with dogs pretty much so um we we got together um in in college like i i I used to always say this i'm like i would that's where
0: you uh, met her yeah
1: like i tried i tried to flirt with her like three times before and i got shut down each time she doesn't remember it but i remember it crystal clear and um one night she was probably hey he's a nice he's a nice boy and, uh, I was, uh, like she was the apple on my eye, like, like from like across the room. I'm like, Oh my God, that girl is so gorgeous. Done. Hook, line, sinker. Yeah. Like the first time it was at relay for life when she was still on the cheerleading team. And I went and talked to her friends who were sitting by her, but I was too scared to talk to her, like just to go be near her. And she like dropped dead gorgeous, like crazy. And, um, she, so, so we start talking and, um, we instantly like basically like moved in together. Like I, I pretty much just started staying with her. She stayed with me from the first night apartments on campus. Yeah. Part, no, we were, we were in the, at off campus at that time, but like, oh, sorry, that's what I meant, off yeah, campus. like I lived at the frat house and she had a, she didn't obviously cause she, she's a girl, but she lived with her friends and like, I just moved in with them. Like I became like, like I was, I'm really good friends with all of them. Like I would hang out with them. They used to get mad at me because, uh, most of them are vegetarians. And I would cook bacon every morning, and leave my bacon grease pan out because I would use that grease to cook lunch later, and they would get so mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, solidifies into nice, yeah, <laughs> nice whiteness. Oh yeah, it's so good for you. Pork fat is good for you though. Maybe I'll give you some lard for Christmas. I'm making some lard. I'll take some. hey
0: good. That sounds great.
1: High, super high smoking point, man. It doesn't smoke yeah, like 370.
0: Great. It replaces
1: the uh, the olive oil that I'm stuck cooking with. Mm-hmm. So, um we get out of college and uh we we honestly got a pretty sweet deal on an apartment like it was only like 700 a month and we lived uh it was dog friendly and we lived pretty close to the lake basically like we could walk probably under a quarter mile and like be on lake champlain so it was great but um our landlord even let us have a big ass garden there like when we were an apartment dude we literally had like a 10 by 40 garden with like lettuce tomatoes like a bunch of stuff and it was like i'm not going to say like a community center but like all the people who lived in my apartment building would, like, we'd all come hang out. We'd drink beers. We had a fire out there. And we'd just have, like, a nice little garden. And I I really, my dad had a, a, a smaller garden when I was younger. Or I don't I don't think he had a garden when I was younger. I think it, as I was older, he had, like, not a massive garden. Like, just, I don't know, 10 foot by 10 foot. And, um, yep, video's still going. <laughs> and he, uh, like, the the produce and the food that you get from a garden, like, it's partially oh, the can't m- beat it. And it's partially, like, the mental connection. Like, the first time we had meat that we raised, it was, like, crazy because it's, like, this year was especially crazy because we had the piglets on the farm. So, like, they were born on our farm. Like, we got to see the whole entire life cycle. And it was, like, it was awesome. Like, it was, like, beautiful because, like, we are, as Americans and most societies, like, you're very disconnected from your food. It comes plastic wrap there's no blood it's very mm-hmm. clean very it doesn't clean yeah it doesn't have any smells like when you butcher an animal like they have a smell like there's mm-hmm. like there's guts there's blood there's poop there's pee like there, that's part of an animal and like i i take great reverence in like giving thanks to every animal before i kill it and like taking time and making sure they're relaxed before i do anything and like some people will say like, oh, like that's sort of fucked up. Like, like you're gonna like you're gonna pet a bunny before you cut its head off. But I'm like, I want to be. It's it's very expensive to get your to get your food. Like, if you want to buy a bunch of meat from like the co-op or something, it's expensive because mm. it's not a factory farm. Those people aren't raising ten thousand cows and buying grain by the tractor trailer load. Like, it's it's more artisan. You're like our pigs are on about... Or they were on about five acres. So, like, they had a massive area to roam around. They were eating dirt. They were eating bugs. They were eating oak... Uh, oak... Oak... Like, acorns. Oh, I was, <laughs> I was like, gonna yeah, say... I can help you with acorns. I yeah, I was gonna say acorns. I was like, what the... F-? Yeah. <laughs> and um, there's, there's something really special about when you get to have, like, high-quality meat that you had a part raising in it, and it's not... Like, most of the, most of the money when uh when you buy something is like trucking it and like like when you buy there's almost you're not most likely not going to get u.s beef it's most likely from like new zealand australia brazil Mm -hmm. that sort of thing so like it's expensive to ship stuff across the continent and it's never going to be as fresh and i'm like a pretty big animal lover like i love my dogs i love even my outside animals like they're they're awesome but i um I wanted all the animals that we were going to eat to like have a good life. And I always tell people like, what's it like when you, when you off them? Like I, I don't do the killing for the pigs. Like I send it to the butcher, but I'm like, they had a great life. They're confused for a little bit on a trailer ride. Like I take them trail them to a butcher and then they sit outside for a night. So they relax and then they get put down mm-hmm. and bled out. But the, like you can control their life up to them. It's the same as like the dogs, like we try and give the dogs, like, the best life possible. When we used to go on vacation, we would, like, go to places that we knew had water for the dogs and were dog-friendly. And we were going to be able to, like, have fun with the dogs there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think the big the big thing is, like, the, no matter what you eat, whether you do it the way you do it, which I would think is probably the the most um, cleanest way of doing it, I would say. Because I know, like, when you go by... You go to the grocery store and buy chicken. And they pump it full of antibiotics, and and um, I, I'm not not sure all the stuff. I'm not sure what they do to pigs or, what, or whatever. But like, you got you got to think that I do know that getting meat from because we usually get a cow each year um, or half a cow, and we get I think a pig, and like the bacon is not as salty. Um, the the meat it, it just has a different flavor, mm-hmm. and you know it's just not being. I mean, like if one thing is like I don't like the killing process, like you killing or butchering it, if you go into Hannaford's or Price Chopper, the meat you see packaged was done the same way with a couple extra spices thrown in there that yeah. plumped up the chicken or whatever made it a little bit bigger. But there's nothing different. And I guess anybody that would
1: argue butchering or... You're or, you're part of like... Uh, there's some people who think like hunting is wrong, but they eat steak. Like if you eat, you are part of death. You are part of that life cycle and you... You support factory farming, and like, I don't want like I don't want to kill animals. It's no fun, but like I want to eat meat. And
0: when when I think too, like uh, you know, people say, well you're leading right into like pro vegetarian." Like I, I I don't believe in that either because I, I think you know I, the way I look at our our bodies is you got to have a good balance of of food, and I think that the protein that you get from meats, you know, can't be matched by eating. Quinoa and beans and tofu and factory generated generated food, like you're gonna have a balance. Like the vegetables are 100 percent need fruits and vegetables, um, but I think the meats, the amount of like, if you have a good to take a steak like grass fed steak, like the amount of micronutrients in that, the might the amount of like
1: just and bioavailable proteins. Like anybody who thinks humans evolved to be vegetarian is fucking stupid. I'll say that to your face. I think Americans eat far too much meat in their diet. I don't think that's good either. Like, I don't. I I've been trying to make it where meat isn't the main course. Like, I've been trying to fill my plate with more vegetables and mm-hmm. less processed foods, and I feel a lot better with that. A lot of people who get into vegetarianism and say how great it is and how awesome they feel—that's because that's the first time they're like eating healthy and eating yeah. vegetables. It's like, like, shock to the system. Yeah, and you're gonna feel great. You're gonna feel great if you start eating more vegetables and maybe even all vegetables, but a lot of people can't sustain it because you're missing a lot of nutrients. Like I don't think you have to eat meat five times a day or even three times a day. I, I ba- I eat meal meat at almost all my meals, but I, I try and not make it the main, like even now, like when I go to butcher block for lunch, like I'll, instead of getting fries or chips, I'll be like, can I brought like a double side of broccoli, mm-hmm. get a steak, Big old plate of broccoli. You feel like a champ for the rest of the day. You're not tired. Mm-hmm. When you get a burger and fries, like, at, like, 3 o'clock, you're like, oh, my God, like, I just want to go to bed. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. There's still a place to, like, go and get a nice, greasy burger and a big plate of fries and drink some beer or soda with it. But, like, don't make that the norm because you're going to feel like shit. You're going to – like, I was – I'm still sort of that guy. Like, I'm not – like, I've, I've been – I'm not going to say like a high level athlete, but like I've been top four percent in a Spartan race of like all the racers. Like I've, I've done jujitsu competitions, I've done Spartan races, I've done some some pretty, pretty decent athletic endeavors. Like I'm, and I I know that I'm getting soft now, and I know what you're supposed to do, to maintain good body composition and to be healthy, and it's 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 constantly a struggle. Like I quit cigarettes, and like that was that was super hard. Like I used to smoke so many cigarettes, and like. You just feel horrible. Like if you drink soda, if you go to Dunkin' Donuts and get a caramel macchiato with like fucking 100 grams of sugar, you're going to feel like shit. Mm-hmm. And people do that because it's easy. Like it's easy to go McDonald's drive-thru. It's easy to go to Dunkin' Donuts drive through for breakfast. But you're not going to, like you got to step back. You got to plan a little. Like we only, we only get one body. We only get one mind. And like your body and mind is going to work so much better if you feed it the right stuff. Yeah, and, 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 uh, so I
0: historically have ate pretty well and like I've pretty much gone opposite of that over the last few months just mixture of work and just kind of being busy here and there and I think the biggest thing you know is the lack of food prep you know just I mean getting making sure I have the food ready making sure I have it available and I make it and something simple that I can you know make a big meal one night and then you have lunches for a couple days Um, you know when I do that I feel great and when I'm eating correctly I feel great. I sleep better. I'm not as achy. I'm not mm-hmm. and like all these things. And, and it's not a placebo effect. I mean, it's legit. You can, you can, as soon as you clean up your diet for a couple of weeks or a month, you feel great. Dude. Even I, like a day. Like if you, well, if you try a whole day of well, like eating go, clean, I mean, even a meal. Yeah. And I think that, you know, you go, I always find if I can go about a week of eating very, very clean, like, you know, I'm getting vegetables in and stuff like that. And I'm having, you know, good cuts of meat and and you know a good mixture of of starches and stuff and fats like I feel much better and it, when I've done it consistently over time we talked about habits earlier in the, the podcast like you feel great and even going one probably like I said probably three four months of not eating well like I, I mean I'm, I'm eating okay but when I was you know 80 90 good 10 20 bad I'm probably like 60 good 40 bad so yeah. I mean it's like and, and I can feel a difference. I'm, I'm more sluggish. I'm, I'm more sore. I
1: have, a, like, every once in a while, I have a little, like, I don't go to the gym as often. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a bad. Dude, even when you go to the bathroom, like, there's, when you eat junk, you can see there's more waste. Like, you, you people can, you can draw conclusions, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. when you're eating healthy, there's not going to be that much there because your body and is actually, regular, bur- you know? yeah, it's burning up all those nutrients. Like, you got to think of food, like, food isn't, like, a pleasure thing. It, food should be fuel. Well, I think it I think it can be, but it, it's it's in
0: it's you know It should be both. It shouldn't it's, all it's a, be pleasure. It's, a, it's a ple- Like a Saturday, Sunday, like going out. And I think there, there's pleasure in eating good good food too. Yeah. I mean you got it, but the thing is it's a habit. You know, if you're if you were living on sugar and living on breads and pastas and, and everything else and all of a sudden you're shocking your system when you have chicken and, you know, some greens and some asparagus and then and then some avocado, like that stuff right there, like, eventually, yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a shock to your system. You're getting over the addiction of sugar. Mm-hmm. Once you do it, like, once you start eating good, if you eat good for a month, and then you add sugar in, you feel like crap, and you
1: don't want it. There's absolutely you no... You feel like food hungover, man. I've, I've yeah. been, like, food hungover. Where I went snack yeah. crazy, and I've been, like... Like, I've literally woken up, like, did I get fucked up last night? Like, this is wild.
0: Yeah. Sluggish, and you're, like, like sodium, like, just, like... Mm-hmm. And I also find, too, like like, pizza. If I eat pizza, everybody loves pizza, but if I eat pizza... Like I'll wake up guaranteed middle of the night and be chugging water. I'll wake up the next morning chugging water because just the amount of salt, it's like it's not something I normally put in my diet. And when it does get in there, it's like you can tell the difference. Like you're sitting there and like you're so thirsty. Where if you like you eat a good meal, you don't even really need to drink anything or eat anything because it's like it's just so clean. Um, but I, I want to get back to back to the farm. So I've had some eggs from you and I've had a goose egg, goose mm-hmm, egg. Mm-hmm. and uh, there's, there's a difference. I know we've talked about this before between a farm raised cage free, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, free range egg and what you might get at the grocery store from a factory farm or something like that. And, and for, and I'll let you talk a little bit more about this, but I coming from an outside perspective, it's night and day like any blind taste test you want to do.
1: Dude, do I want to put- do I want to do a marketing video of that where I do like the egg challenge where I have like a steward's egg versus my egg mm-hmm. and like you fry them up the same exact way like 10 seconds or whatever, a minute each side and like just go to people and be like hey, try this egg, try that egg. What do you think? Like the yolks they're supposed to be dark, dark yellow and it's supposed to like stay together mm. like it's not when you buy eggs from the store like it's like it hits and crump kind of stuff. yeah it's like a gross like a pale pale it,
0: yellow and it's almost hard to break the yolks mm-hmm. on the your kind going of eggs
1: yeah and i mean like animals chickens chickens are little dinosaurs that are supposed to be out eating bugs messing up the dirt like they'll even eat like like mice and stuff like that and they they're carnivores like and when they have a nice diet when they're allowed to go out in the sun and eat, eat good stuff, like, you're going to get such a better product, and it's going to taste better, you're going to feel better, and you can get full on a lot less eggs. That's one thing I've noticed, too. Like, you can only eat, like, two eggs and be, like, super full versus some people, like, have to eat more eggs for breakfast. So, so when you – one of my favorite, like, favorite meals
0: is when I've got gotten the eggs from you, and I've just, like, sautéed, you know, some, like, a, some kale or spinach <laughs> or, or, you know s- – saute that in like some coconut oil or something you know something and and all of a sudden you throw some eggs on that and whip that up that is so good like if nobody's ever tried it yeah dude, spinach
1: and eggs is so good yeah and good butter if you get some good carry gold butter that's
0: the other thing yeah carry gold butter you throw that in with some i mean with anything throw that with eggs it's amazing um but yeah no i think i think that's i think that's good and do you know what's what's the situation with that right now are you like, where, who do you produce that for? We produce locally? Right now, produce... dude,
1: in the winter, I've barely been getting any eggs. So I literally have one lady who I drop them off at uh, at the gas station she owns. And I just drop off two dozen a week. I've barely... Like, it's been pissing me off because I have, like, 40 or 50 chickens. I'm only getting two dozen eggs a week. Is it because of the weather? Yeah, the winter. They don't yeah. have as much sunlight. And they, they just don't produce as much. But this spring, I'm going to be egg-rich. So, like, I'm going to be trying to get a lot more customers again and increase.
0: So, uh, like, so... How many dozen do you think you could collect in a week? Because I'm assuming the 40 chickens, they they roughly lay about one a day. Yeah, like I think I'm going to get like like at least 12 to 30 dozen a week. And you have – so if you have 12 to 30 dozen, do you – I mean do you pretty much have buyers or, or, or I, think I could, that
1: – I know that like that's why I don't mind chickens because they're not super expensive to maintain. I know I could find a lot of customers and then also like just give people eggs. Like I wouldn't mind sharing the bounty, so – yeah, I'm gonna try and open up a farm store in the next like few years. Like we got to have more produce, actually, obviously, and like we have to send some pigs to get USDA butchered because right now we just sell pigs by the half or the whole. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to go. You still go to like I still go to a real butcher, but there's less regulation versus if I got it slaughtered and sold it by the cut. But that's what I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and um try and do a little farm store. Have eggs. Like we want to get like we want to put it in a bunch of blueberry bushes and apple trees and uh my goal is to be like only basically have to buy like gas for my truck in like five years like i want to have all the stuff that we need on the farm do you guys still have a garden we never had a garden because the first year we had to make sure we didn't die this winter this summer we did a lot of hardscaping which is basically like making sure all the water is going to drain good everywhere and making sure everything's going to work properly with um like the ground and trying to get grass established. And this year we're going to try and do a pretty big garden and get some canning done, that sort of thing. Cause gardening is, is relaxing, man. Like waking up in the morning and like, uh, going like working your hands in the dirt, making sure there's no bugs, making sure everyone's doing good, checking on the plants. It's nice. Yeah. I was going to say like, I mean, I come from a
0: background where I don't do any of that. Not in a sense. I mean, I've, I've, I have no problem with, like, doing work and stuff. I'm, but, um, you know, I grew up doing chores and grew up, you know, but but my job doesn't entail much of that. So, like, days when I can, like, mow the lawn, you know, rake the leaves, shovel snow, like, you know, it it's a burden. You're like, I don't don't really want to do this. But, you know, when you're 10, 15 minutes into mowing the lawn, it's peaceful. You know, like, I can put on a, a podcast or, you know, and, but I think, like, even doing that kind of stuff, like, just manually doing some labor, um, you know, clearing trees or you know, doing a garden. It just, it's like a nice mindless kind of like,
1: well, you probably feel good when you're done mowing the lawn. You look at it and you're like, I, that you accomplished something. Yeah. Like I think so many people just outsource like everything in their life now. And like, I'm not going to say like, that's a Tim Ferriss thing, but Tim Ferriss is so hyper efficient and tries to figure out like the best way to do everything. You almost lose some stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I want to talk to each customer and like, Maybe it's not, maybe it doesn't make sense to talk to someone that not want to buy a home for two years for like forty five minutes, but I think taking the time with everyone and everything and like maybe you know maybe I could get meat for cheaper from Sam's Club, but. If you take the time to do something and you accomplish that, you're gonna feel good. You could probably pay someone to mow your lawn. And you're like, well, if it takes me an hour to mow my lawn and during that hour I call leads, I could make an extra two grand a year and that would pay for doing the lawn. But there's something nice about like looking back on what you did and realizing that you accomplished something and like the good feeling you get from like looking like, damn, my lawn looks fucking nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I I think that's true. I think it's just like even if it's something small moving something digging something i mean it just you get, you get like a mixture of a little bit of pride cuz you're like oh i did it even though it might be like worthless and someone just be like
1: oh cool you move you moved this or did that or laid you know some brick or something like that but um you're never going to f- never try and do stuff for other people like you're never going to be you're never going to be truly happy if you're always trying to impress someone else or not doing stuff that you like truly want to do like the podcast, that's why I feel like I'm going to enjoy it because it's just talking to people. I'm not doing it because I want to become famous. I'm not doing it because I think I'm going to get like a million dollars a year in sponsorships. Like I just wanted to do it. I just wanted to talk to people. Yeah. And I think being authentic with whatever you're trying to do is always going to get you like the best, the best outcome.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think – well, I mean you kind of put it that way. Like I think – I think coming from a position of giving is more important because I think people, and, and I mean, take our our industry. Like I think some people think kind of like with a scarcity mindset. Like I I don't really look at anything like I'm losing out. I look at more of like what can I gain? You know, yeah. how can I improve myself personally to gain or get better? And and I do that by focusing on how can I help you know, Mr. Or Mrs. So-and-so buy their first home or move down or a buddy of mine from high school. Like I'm coming like I'm coming from the position of I know what I'm doing. I, I believe in my abilities, but I also know they, they're coming from a position of need. And how can we help that? And I think always looking at how you can better someone else I think is going to get you um, – Farther in life than trying to be someone that you're always looking out. Like, how does this, how, how does this get me ahead? How does this make, how does this, um, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah. Like
1: Jamil McCray, he, he was on the podcast and he's, he's launching a clothing line empire and his, one of his thing was like, take all the blame, give all the glory. And I feel like Gary V sort of has that same, same general sphere of like thought, like, I'm gonna provide you so much value do such a good job and like try and try and do good by everyone it's gonna get you to a good place
0: yeah yeah and I, I think kind of what you're talking about before there, there's you know especially in a place up up here a lot of people know each other um, and I don't think anybody's up, up here you know I, I think it's it's better it's one of those my things parents
1: how, notice it how much nicer people are up here
0: yeah and, and I think when when you look back, like I've kind of thought about this a lot over the past year or so like no matter what I accomplish you know it will be cool but like at the end of the day if I just accomplish it for my own self and, and and get to the end and you know die and for whatever reason that that's it like I think it's much better to leave you know a lasting impression or legacy or or help with someone else like if I the way I look at like like real estate and like our company like if I can succeed personally I will. I mean, I'll, I'm fine. I got enough confidence and, and and work ethic, I think, to do that. But if I can also bring other agents or other people from our office along on that same journey and and benefit benefit us all, especially up in our area, um, I think the giving back nature of it, or the the you know trying to come from a position where I can also make others succeed with you know and kind of leverage myself to help them and then vice versa yeah i actually got a good
1: good quote up on my i can't see
0: it I, my office i have a big whiteboard i have two big whiteboards actually in my office and i have them all the connected. secret
1: to economic success is to understand no not that one. How, Oh fuck
0: that that, one, that one's for another day <laughs> um just a sec oh so wait wait just just a sec <laughs> this better be a good quote man Oh yeah. Okay. So, so the, the one I like it's um, a rising tide raises all ships, mm-hmm. uh, and I saw it the other day, and I thought it was really cool. And the whole the whole premise of it, and, and it kind of hit at a good time because I was kind of thinking, like in my head, of you know how how can you better? And I think a lot of people in this area really try to do that because it, you know people are local; they've spent their lives here. They want to improve or leave the place they came, leave it in a better place than when they came. And I think you know a rising tide raises all ships. Meaning, as things get better, everybody else elevates. So the rising tide, hopefully, is the the success of Plattsburgh North Country. Um, we're all in this together. And, like we're all yeah, we're and, all in the sea together. And I and I think I think as everything gets better, I think it should elevate everybody. And I don't think one one person or one area or whatever should get better than the other. I think that people should try to. Help others realize their goals um, and come from a position of giving and, and helping. And and I don't know. I th- I think, I think people get that, and I think people that do get that end up, in the long term, being quote unquote rich, um, meaning not rich money wise, but I think rich in life. And I think people that come from a position of I'm always being taken advantage of. I'm, um, you know, I, I I I'm always getting the short end of the stick, or people are out to get me like you you're coming from at that point or you know I want to make money and I want to be greedy and not give like I think from a position of you know giving money or giving time or helping others or or working with others to get better I'm hoping that's what I try to live my life as I try to be a good person I try to you know give back when I can or if I have the means to or you know, or even if it's just having a conversation with somebody, trying to come from a position of how can I help them? You know, yeah. I, like there's things I know about that I hope could better somebody's life. And the other thing is, which is kind of the beauty of the podcast, like I'm gonna learn something from. We have a lot of conversations, but I'm probably gonna learn something today from you that I've never known before, which I already have on a
1: few things. Um, well, I feel like you can't change what happens. All you can change is your mindset. Like I got my i had a back surgery this year and i was just like i could have felt down on myself i could have like i had a bunch of painkillers i probably could have went to a dark place with that but i was like i'm so glad that i like live in a country where like i can go to the doctor and i have running water my truck broke down my transmission is going to the truck i'm like i'm so glad that my truck broke down when i wasn't in the middle of the woods like it broke down next to uh So if you guys can't hear that my, my uh plug
0: for myself i guess we're, we're in my office which is in the dnh uh, railroad station um on bridge street so if you ever i always tell people if you're going down to, like the naked turtle um if people don't know what it is most people do know what the station is um as you can hear the train driving by um in one of its evening runs which i think is a little bit of the charm of the area but i usually just tell people it looks like the big hogwarts building uh, down, on your way d- yeah. down on your way to uh the naked turtle so that that's if you're hearing some background noise that is the natural ambiance of the dnh
1: railroad so yeah go ahead <laughs> well i just had i'm not gonna say tough year because i don't like bitching but like my septic went and it was like i had like a 12 grand bill and i got a lot of other stuff done too but i was like you know what i'm glad that this didn't go in the winter like i'm glad that i can dig it up now and get it done and then i have yeah fi- neighbors with heavy equipment that can help me out Find and the positives yeah like just just change your mindset like there's so much that you can accomplish and and feel better about in life if you just don't don't like some people are so fucking negative and then just suck the life out of like yeah. everything in the room and doom and gloom and woe is me and life sucks. Like, yeah. no, just, cut just, those people out. Yeah. Just deal with it. Like life does suck. Life is struggle, but it's hard. It used to be so much harder. And that's why I feel like everyone's so fucking soft now because life was meant to have struggle. Like I make my life hard on purpose, like cutting wood. I could buy a truckload of wood, but instead I'm going to try and split it all by hand. Like putting yourself in a position to struggle and work hard is going to put you in a better place in the long run because then you realize like what, what the big things are. Like we used to be able to see our breath in my house before we insulated under the floor. Like I've had not a toilet. I've had the water freeze. Like, and not that that stuff is like true hardship. Like I could have some fucked up shit happen. And like, I don't know. I feel like your health is so important. Keeping a positive mindset is so important. And like, Call your grandma. Call people who are around you. Like try and try and be a positive force in like your life and, and everyone around you and good stuff is gonna happen. Like nobody oh, he's just lucky. He just happened to be at the right time or his dad's so rich. Like, no, they they worked harder. They were networking. They were doing this. They were doing like some people are like, Oh, like well I could have a farm if I if I lived out in the country. I'm like, Do you have a garden? Do you do you spend the time? Like do you you, you just have to go out and do it and try and, try and spend the time doing positive things. And it's going to be good for you. It's going
0: to... So I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm going to go on a, a mini rant here. Because yeah. we can. It's my podcast. No, yeah, so we're going to do whatever the hell we want. want. So um, one of my biggest pet peeves in, in, in life is people that, that don't or dislike or try to tear down people that are successful. And I, uh, cause you were just talking about that. And like, I, I kind of use the analogy, this could be someone in business. This could be someone in, um, movies and sports or whatever. Um, so take Tom Brady. People hate Tom Brady. I actually, I, I don't rule for the Patriots, but they, I have a lot of respect for him. People don't like Bill Belichick for whatever reason. You know, I think, you know, if you go from like a, even a position of, you know, take business, somebody successful in business, like or, or, you know, even, even going back to like college, at least popular, like they're, they're doing something to get to that position. And I think people got to look at themselves and not, not from a standpoint of like trying to tear that person down because that's your only, I guess, offense that you have. It's like, you know, get better and you can get to that position with hard work. And I, I find, I try not to ever look at anybody or anything and then get that, like that envious jealousy kind of factor. Cause I always look at, I look at it as a learning experience. If I look at somebody and I'm like, like I, I take, I take my job, real estate. Like I know what all the agents are doing. It, it's it's I can see the lists. I can see what people produce. I can see. I know who's legit. I know who's blowing smoke. I I know, I know you know I know the numbers. I don't look at the people that are one or two or three or whatever and say, oh, I hate them. They're doing this. I'm I'm not that. I'm not doing it because of this or that. And make excuses. I look at it as okay. Now I know what the hill I got to climb. I know where I have to go to get to be number one and I do I work every day you know to try to be the best I can but I don't do it in the sense of I make excuses or tear someone down I don't like that you know I I don't like people that you know try to try to do that it's like and I think USA world whatever you want to call it has gotten to that position now that people aren't willing to Put in the work some people are it's not everybody it's not a generalization but there's a lot of people that will complain and they'll make excuses and they won't do this because or they could have done something because they had the idea but they didn't put the effort in and so-and-so did it you know I, you know you had the idea for Netflix you know you, you could talk you could talk your whole life about how you didn't come up with the idea of, of streaming videos and everything else and guess what somebody did somebody's successful because of that because they saw the vision But more importantly, they executed against that vision. And I think I try to do that every single day. Um, I, As I referred to before, I have a whiteboard in my office with just ideas, thoughts, ideas, things that come up, things I want to do, things that um, I may never do. But they're thoughts that came to my head. I put them on a board. But I look at all that stuff as I'm going to execute on as many of those as I can. Some will be flops. Hey, this podcast could be a flop. But it's been on my board, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to attempt it and see where it goes. But I don't. Not, not making excuses and I think to kind of tie back into um, what we were talking about before, um, you know you, you just have to put in the work, not make excuses, not care what anybody else does, what anybody else has. I think everybody should be in their own lane and um, I think you're kind of doing that with a bunch of stuff with social media, with your business, tying in with your podcast, with your farm. you know and I, I think what's cool about you, is the fact that you kinda of said it. Like I moved into this rinky dink little crap house with no running water and your parents didn't want you to do it. You didn't care what your friends thought. You didn't care what your parents thought. You went and you did it. And you know, not a lot of people can do that. Not a lot of people can put their pride away and say, I need to have the fancy car, or the fancy house. It's like you know what you want, go do it. And and I think what's gonna happen is I think you're we always joke about it, the open gate farmstead, but I, I think it's going to be legit. I think you're going to, yeah, you man. know, and I, and I know what I think is, is cool is, is, um, and I know you love like the mortgage industry and stuff, but I, I, I really find that you're passionate and passion comes from, you know, talking about the farm and Do you, that. Can, you can see that. And I, and I've had people tell me that, that, you know, Matt, like no, like really loves farming in a good way. In a sense yeah. of like, he is passionate as can be. And it's something that we, you know, we know you're going to succeed, and I think because you have that passion behind it. Now, trying to relay all this back and get back to where we were. What is the future? You talked a little bit about Open yeah. Gate Farmstead. Like, what what are, what's 2019, 20, 21? Because I I think you are going to keep building on that. Because I think you yeah. do have a, a big passion for it, and I see especially well, you have a teammate in Sarah yeah. that is very good
1: at it. Well, so. I always tell Travis, I'm like I I promise I'm never going to quit. Like I've had a few other mortgage companies approach me. I'm like. I will literally only quit to be Amish. Like I'm never going to (laughs) join another company or like we're going (laughs) completely off grid. (laughs) Yeah, but like I want to by 2022. I want to be totally off grid and have like fully self sustaining. Like I want to. I want to eat everything that I produce. I want year 2022 or 20 or four years. 2021, 2022. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, like we put in solar panels. Um I'm I wouldn't say I'm like a doomsday prepper, but we're But I'm a doomsday prepper. But <laughs> but I raise rabbits cuz you can get the most meat for the least amount of input out of any animal. But yeah. but there's like I have a seed packet, I have seed vaults, I buy a lot of ammo, stuff like that. And I think it's because like we grew up in fucking good old USA in the 90s and 2000s when everything is great, there's a lot of money to go around there's fucked up places in the world and, like, other places that we think of as as fucked up now used to be great. And every great empire will fall. And I don't know... I hope U.S. doesn't fall. I hope it's not during my lifetime or my kid's lifetime or my grandkid's lifetime. But shit, shit might not always be so good. And I think it's important to, like, harden yourself and be... Like, I don't think... I don't think it's going to be, like, like a big, like, one event happens. Like, the world is ending. Boom, but, boom. yeah, but I think shit's just going to keep getting more expensive and more hard and quality life. Like, if people keep getting lazier and lazier, like, the U.S. isn't going to keep growing. Like, we used to be fucking awesome. Well, we still are fucking awesome because of our grandparents. Like, they had, like, people who went through the Great Depression, like... People who had to tighten up their belts like I don't know what it's like to go to bed hungry. I've never had like true hardship where like ration food or yeah, like we used to when when we used to have wars like everyone in the country would work together and like, oh, we got to like you can't buy a new car. You can't we wouldn't have soda cans because we needed aluminum for airplanes. Mm -hmm. Like I think the I'm not going to mess this quote up because I mess (laughs) I mess it up on my podcast and it's one of my favorite quotes.
0: We didn't go off the air, guys. We're just in deep anticipation of of the of the correct quote. We're, we're going straight to
1: the source. Where's that?
0: <laughs> UrbanDictionary.com.
1: Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men, and weak men create hard times. There you go. And that's, that's some. Like sh- a, that's like a Celtic or a Celtic knot. Yeah, man, that's some shit. Like literally, like life is really easy like uber eats like you can you can never leave your apartment like amazon will come drop stuff off for you yeah they will like online banking yeah like everything like that like i think some i don't know i maybe i'm stupid maybe i could be so much more efficient and tim Ferriss is like you're wasting 22 percent of your time but well well i think i think a lot of that stuff like
0: technology i think is is great i don't think there's nothing and when people say like technology like makes you this this you know or lazy or whatever like there's certain aspects that it, that it helps but I find that it, it, it frees us up it's kind of like delegating stuff it frees you up from the mundane and the stuff that you don't want to do to focus on things you do want to do and like you talked about you know not like there's times when I'm working like I don't to be honest I don't want to go out to go get food and bring it back and eat like that whole process could take 20 minutes. You know I'd rather work for 20 minutes and and you know you know get get I say get delivery but you know what I mean it's just there's certain aspects of that but then I also think it gets to the point where you know some people just use technology from a I think more of an entertainment purpose um, I use it you know obviously like I watch a lot of videos and stuff but a lot of it is to get better I mean I watch a lot of how to's and self-help not self-help but like a, you know what I mean like a, things to learn and always always being a student and learning not so much watching
1: the newest season of yeah whatever the whatever, stupid show, whatever is. The show yeah. is so um well i feel like so that's like creating versus consuming <laughs> like if you try and if you try and create more and make stuff versus just consuming and even like reading like i really i literally feel like reading makes you so fucking smart yeah. like I don't know what it is. I don't I don't think it's the same with audiobooks. I really think that reading is different for you than audiobooks. I,
0: I try to read. Um, I've gotten in the habit of reading more this year. I think I'm gonna end up reading between between twelve and fifteen books this year, which for me is pretty good. It's one a month. That's not like a you know, I try to read every day. Next year my goal is I would like to do two a month, so twenty four. I gotta bump mine up. But I think um, I mean think about it, I, I gotta Pretty, I mean, it's not huge, but then you got a nice book, cabinet man. Have you read all the books in there? No, I probably have like 50, 60 books there. That's I probably read, I should start keeping track of the books that I read. Probably 20 or 30 of them, uh, maybe 20. I, I bet you probably a third of, of what's on there I've actually read, but I would like to get through probably all of them in the next two years. But what I, I was talking about before, I mean, just life, like I'm on my phone all the time, and not, not from the standpoint of like I'm on my phone like doing just like entertainment purposes, but like my work revolves around being in contact with people. I feel like we use that as
1: a crutch though. We're like, Oh, I'm making money on my phone. I got to
0: Well, I I mean, but I, I think I really am in the sense that if you asked me today, if you told me I would have no clients or no people in business reach out to me for a week, I would shut my phone off for a week. Like I I don't need it. I, I enjoy other stuff, but reading gives me that outlet every day where I can just kind of zone out turn my phone off, I try to read for, say, a half hour, even 20 minutes, 40 minutes, depending on what I can get in. Um, And it allows my mind just to decompress, allows me to focus on something, kind of like we talked about before, doing just yard work and stuff. Like, I I think it allows, it gives me an opportunity not to be distracted. I can zone out, I can do my thing, I can read, try to learn something in the process. Even if you read fiction and it's 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 an entertainment thing, I I still think it allows your mind just to kind of slow down and not be by the flashy lights and sounds and things that we that are surrounding us at all times. Um so I I don't know. That that's I don't know where we were going with any of that, but that's I
1: think we can go you know, wherever we want my, my man. thought. That's the best part because it because again, it's Well, think about
0: actually, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Like
1: when you when there's a TV studio or someone who has money behind you, they have an agenda and a goal. Like that's I think like the beautiful thing about podcasting, like it's just me and you like we don't have to answer to anybody and that's like no and i there there was no script i i and again I, we talked about this before i, I
0: th- i'm totally winging this whole thing i i'm sure there's gonna be a lot more structure as i get more into it, because I'm, I'm sure by episode seven you have more structure than you did in episode one or two
1: yeah like i think with yours i didn't even send you an email for like the format or anything well i think you right?
0: did and i just said don't worry about it we're just gonna we're just gonna roll and i and it was good and i think i'm sure we I could have done a better job. I mean, I'm writing stuff down in Matt's talking that I want to t- go back and touch on. Um, but I think, you know, we'll probably, as we get better into this, we'll have more, more consistently, get some more under our belt. We'll we'll get a little better and they won't be as as so random as they probably are. But I like that. I like the random spot, spontane, spontaneity. Yeah. I think
1: it's good to just have a few bullet points. Like you had, like you probably knew. Like I want to talk to Matt about the farm. I want to talk to him about the mortgage business. I want to talk, like just a few bullet points, makes it a lot easier, versus if you try and make it like super structured. And oh, I gotta hit, I gotta. Well, Matt didn't say where Sarah's from yet. Like you gotta, I don't know. Yeah, and
0: there's and and there's yeah. Like I said, I'm I'm learning, and there's times I was like wanting to butt in, and then I gotta remember that. It, it's it, When people talk over each other, it's not good. So give us each our space to talk and, and, and do our thing. But switching over in gears, and we can, you know, like I said, maybe we can end here, or get close to ending here. Um, what are we going to call this show? What am I going to call
1: this show? <laughs>
0: not you. I mean, it would be great if we did a co-host. if we, <laughs> we had a co-host show, but that's not yet. Maybe, maybe in the future.
1: Probably only like maybe six people in the world. No, does everyone know about BDE? We're not going to bring up that. We'll leave that to the imagination. <laughs> All right, you got
0: to keep it. You got to keep people wondering. But, um, but no, we're not calling it that. But I, actually, some of my friends, if they actually listen to this, they'd be dying laughing because they know what that is. But um, I, I think, I, think I, I wanted my name, something with my name. You don't so,
1: make it the Galen Trombley
0: experience, so dude. That, so, so you can't so, do that. So Matt. So so the other day, I'm like, Matt, what am I going to name this podcast? And he goes, I don't know. My first thing is. I'm just going to call it the Galen Trombley experience. And he goes, cause Joe Rogan has that. And I think it's kind of cool. But again, it's total. Rip-off it's such a play hater. It's such, such a, a, a rip off. And then I was thinking just the Galen Trombley show, which honestly I think will probably be it, but I don't know. What do you think? What do you got names? Cause Craig Cass flows. I do like using my name just for, for, <laughs> of course, yes. as people will find out, I like branding and, yeah. and, and things like that. So, but I don't know. What, what, what do you have any any good well,
1: uh, suggestions cuz these are all going to be legit one So set. what is so Tim Ferriss, I feel like everyone's show is just like their name. Like it's Tim Tim Ferris is just called Tim Ferris, right?
0: Some the Tim Ferris show. The Tim Ferris show. Yeah, but, the, I mean there's there's The
1: Gary Vee Audio Experience. Some have I guess it's more personal branding versus like a catchy name and I think The Galen Trombley show, the Galen Trombley experience. Maybe you should I don't know. I think I think experience is podcast just... Podcast with Galen? The Galen podcast? Yeah, like I, but, Galen cast. Gay cast.
0: Gay cast? Gay, gay, ca- uh, yeah, gay cast. Yeah, Gayland cast. G A Y L A
1: N. Tromblee fest. Tromblee? Tromblee? Tromblee. Tromblee. Probably
0: originally was a Tromblee, but... What are some other cool ways to say, like... I mean, you could do the... You, you know what's actually on my phone for, for T-G-C, this?
1: TGC. The Galen Conversation.
0: It's a little too deep. I think. Yeah. Uh, but no, what what I had actually on all my things was GTE. Cause the Galen Trumbly. experience. Imagine
1: how weird it'd be to have like, I, I could probably honestly do a podcast where I just talk, but it's tough. I couldn't do it for like a long you, you know, time. You
0: know, who's actually really good. He's, he's kind of, you get, you kind of love him or hate him. Um, if you ever listen to talk radio, I, I, he might be with somebody now. I don't know, but um, Colin Cowherd used to do a show by himself for like two or three hours a day, God. talking about sports. Every once in a way, they have a, like a Colin guest. Well, even
1: sports is like talking about something
0: else, like a topic. Yeah, but 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 you gotta have. I mean, and I'm talking like this is a two to three hour show. So to say he's probably by himself for two hours of it, you gotta have two hours of context to talk about every single yeah. day and make a point and have a side and everything else. And I think that's hard. I can't do it. I don't have the time to do it. I, I like. <laughs> Just kind of going where the wind flow or where the where the conversation blows. But um yeah, I mean like I said the podcast name, no clue. I will probably by the time you hear this, I'll hopefully have something picked out. GT, like Galen talk, Galen and Friends. Galen oh, Galen and Friends. I like
1: that. Yeah, just like, hey guys, it's you know, Galen and friends. and friends. Yeah, but
0: then but then I but then again it's not like everybody's not like Yeah, like we're, like we're I, not I, buddies, pal. Well like some people are like I might not even know. Like I might just be like, Hey, this is the first time I ever talked to you, but I like I know of you. you That's know actually what I mean? pretty
1: funny. Most Two of my podcasts were well, the first time I ever met them was literally, in real life, was 10 minutes before recording. Did you know them before? No.
0: Like at all? You just reached out to him
1: Just through Facebook. Like so, I never so, met them in real life. So the
0: guy, um, uh, who, which was Philip Page. Yeah.
1: So wh- what happened? Jamil, I've met like at like shook his hand and said hi. Mm-hmm. No idea about him. Yeah, I don't know. Just okay. had him on. And then uh, Ryan Gnup. Never met him in real life. Just had him on. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, a couple of those guys. I don't. I mean, like I listen to. Um, what if you do like the Galen Audio Experience? Well, no, is Gary V's called Gary V Audio Experience? It is the Galen T, the GT. Do you think Do you think Gary V fucking ripped off Joe Rogan with the Joe Rogan Experience? Could have, dude. I'm gonna ask him that. With ask Gary V, like I want to know if that had anything to do with it or just a coincidence. Maybe. I'm surprised he didn't have something more common, but he's like that. Yeah.
0: I, that's what I'm thinking. I don't know. I think it will be just the Galen Trombley show just because I'm not very creative and I just want to keep it branded. Not we'll, show, well, though. We'll, I feel we'll like sh- I feel like show is like so much well, more. Well, I, I, I think. I, I might be wrong on this. Combo,
1: combos with how, Galen. How, how many? How many um, GT, dude. Just Galen Talk. I like that. Galen Talk? And
0: like your logo would just be like GT. Galen, and be, Galen Talk Radio? Yeah. Uh, Galen Talk. I'm going to put that. Maybe. We'll see.
1: GT GT Galen talk experience experience Galen the Galen experience so I think so if you essential. don't do your full name like you can't do the Joe the Galen Trombley experience why
0: could it, it has more letters than Joe Rogan though so it has a
1: little a little, little more mouthful to it but um,
0: do any podcasts locally do video also I think North volume is starting to do it that waits yeah okay because I was, I was kind of wondering that cause um I would like to do that. I think it's cool. Probably I don't know if anybody will watch it, but I think it's kind of a cool cool um cool People thing. Will. But it, it's uh so we'll see. I mean we I I think it's still is this it still it's rewind? still going, man. And this is again on my iPhone, so this is great. Shout out to Apple. But I I uh I think it it kicked off once, so there's probably like a little gap. I don't know. I'm probably gonna merge all of it. Yeah, and we'll, we'll just, see. There'll be a little technical difficulty probably like 30 minutes in, but um, I think that's kind of cool. You yeah. know, having having that as a, like a separate little um.
1: Pee again? Are we? We have-
0: Matt Matt Craig. Um, one more one more pee break, and okay. then we'll, we'll okay. a few more a few more minutes. Um, so actually, a f- fun fact, guys, if you ever listen to Craig Cast, which I encourage you to do, and it's now on iTunes. Um, are you on like Stitcher and stuff? Everything. Okay, so he's on he's on everything. Anywhere you can find podcasts, you'll see um, Craig Cast. Um, Matt Matt is notorious for going to the bathroom like multiple times throughout the, the podcast, and oh, usually kind of does this like little hand motion, to basically just tell you to keep rambling, and then he'll go to the bathroom, and then he'll come back out, and then he picks up like you've never heard. But on the Galen Trombley show, Galen Talk, Galen Trombley Experience, whatever the show ends up being. We have video footage. So you will see, Matt, get up every single time. I wonder if time. I have a
1: medical conditioner. I think I just have a weak bladder. I got to work on my bladder. I used to do that. Yeah, mate. but that's good. Are you hydrated?
0: Clear and pee? Dude. Clear pee, I mean. Clear shout
1: pee. out to Coach Cassidy, bro. I've been pissing clear since eighth grade. I'm I, so fucking hydrated. I had a, I had a... How much water do you drink during this podcast? I that's what enough. I thought. Not enough. That's what I thought. Not
2: enough. If As we're you can in the, see my co- we're my in the coffee, desert... My
0: coffee... I don't know if you can see this on the... On, my coffee to... Water intake is about two to one. Dude, if we're
1: in the desert, I'm gonna I'm gonna still have You'd, no, be like you'd a camel. Probably, you'd be like a camel. You'd probably I, last longer in the desert because like I, I you mean, got a smaller engine because you're smaller. I, I would be I would be I would be like the 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 roadkill that the
0: vulture scrapes I up, and you'd know. be that camel. The just camel fat, back.
1: Like if you're fat, can you like would you stay alive longer? I think you do. I think you do. We should. Do you want to try that? Like just, just go to the, eat. just go to the desert and survive longer.
0: So we're gonna we're gonna go across the entire Sierra, uh, Sahara. <laughs> No food, no water. Let's
1: just go just to Valcor Island and have a contest. To see who can survive longer on Valcor, dude. That would be fun. No, that would not be fun. Yeah, it's like Survivor.
0: Imagine if they did a local <laughs> dude, Survivor. let local survi- a Survivor. No, that's going <laughs> to my mark notes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> local Survivor on Valcor. They do all the they do all the uh, the tribal councils at the at the lighthouse. Dude, that would be awesome. And you cannot leave, and there's like little games and stuff, like like like. Uh, <laughs> who knows that'd,
1: that'd I thought pretty. about Imagine doing, doing that. that I
0: thought about doing that and they like have two tribes and they got to be on the other side of the island
1: when I Go. buy a house like I have like there's like three or four realtors who are like in the running who got to be my realtor and I thought about doing like a contest for who gets to who gets to shop who, with me who, who uh who, who can survive the, the walk
0: in the desert and the valcour I was to gonna do that
1: for my best men too I was gonna like have a contest of like knowledge and speed and skill who and wants it yeah. knowledge
0: of Matt Craig yeah
1: dude who knows me the best I don't know What's, I like, your, what's I like your middle name? Richard Dick. Really? Yeah. Dude, I'm just three, three, three last names or three first names. Matt Richard Craig. Matthew Richard Craig, baby. You, you, it could be Richard Craig Matthews. Dick Craig. I might change my name to Dick Craig. Why don't you podcast? Craigcast with Dick Craig. <laughs> that could be my alter ego if I ever have to do, <laughs> do stuff that's not PC. I'll be like, oh, and my, my cousin Dick Craig is here. and He sounds just like me, but it's a new guy. Dick Craig. <laughs>
0: She's going to guess, like number, like 100, episode 100, to get that. Um, so so we'll figure out the podcast name, um, and, and f- back to Craigcast. we will give you one last plug here before yeah. we sign off for the uh, the evening. Um,
1: once a week, right? Yeah. Is, is the goal? Yeah. And um, video at some point? Video. Yeah, I should just do it. I should just do what you'd like. Do what I do. Because I was like, I don't want to do it static. I don't want it to be just two people, but I should just do it. And I have the wide lens thing. There's yeah, no reason so, not to. So, so we talked about before, like don't overthink it and just do it. Like th- this, this first video,
0: I can't wait. If this stays consistent, I look back and I have a hundred of these. I look back at the first one. This is going to have so many hits at once we get there. Dude, the imagine we're Everybody famous. Goes back to
2: the first one.
1: Yeah. Everybody d- goes back to the first one. We might be famous it. one day, man. I
0: actually went. So speaking of, uh, our boy, uh, Mr. Rogan, have you ever gone back and watched the first Joe Rogan podcast? No. Is it video? Do it. Yeah. First video. First one he ever did. He did it with, um, who was this old uh, guy that was with him before Jamie? I don't know. I never went back that far. Redford, Radford, Redford. Brian Redford used to do it, or Brian? Yeah, Redford. Is it Red Red Band? Red Band. What's his first name? Brian Red Band. So I think it's with him. He used to be his young Jamie. I believe so. And oh, I think he shit. went on. I think the first one was just them, and it was awful. I, I'm not joking. Like, I'll bring it up. You, you got to see this. So, but it, it was it was bad. So then when you go back and look at it, like. They're not even. Talk- there, there's no. There's Yo, no flow. Wait, it's like a, it's like a it's like a webcast. Ready
1: for this right now? Imagine if one day Joe Rogan goes and references this video of us referencing his video. Dude, um, that, that that's like inception. bro. That would be mad inception. That's inception right there. Um, I, I I never wanted to say this publicly, but one of my goals is to be on Joe Rogan's podcast. But I don't know if I'm actually
0: gonna- talk about your. Can you say this? Is this about? Yeah, guess That might be your guess. Yeah. So,
1: so. Valentine Thomas, she's a spearfisher woman who was on Joe Rogan's podcast and she's from Montreal. And I just like reached out to her on Facebook and I was like, Hey, I love what you do. Um, like, I'm, um, I try and do sustainability too. Like I raise all my pigs and they like live the good life. Cause she sort of talked about how like you want to kill the fish. Like when you, when you shoot it with a spear, you want it to die instantly. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'd love to, I'd love to give you some pork if you're ever in Plattsburgh. And um, she's like, yeah, that'd be great. I'll bring you down some fish. And I'm like, if you have time, I'd love to have you on my podcast. So, dude, she said she'd do it. I don't know. Like, that would be fucking sweet. Like, she's, she's decently famous. She has like 150,000 followers on Facebook. All and right, what's her name again? Instagram, Valentine Thomas, I think. Valentina.
0: Val- Valentina Thomas? Yeah. Um, so, the- Oh, Brian Redband. Yeah, you're right. So the- this is the first one five years ago. Watch this thing. Like I don't know, people, probably can't hear that That's fine, but I'm just letting Matt watch it. But um, no, that's pretty cool. I I I my my aspiration on the show is pretty much to do local people. Um, and you know, some people watching this, let me know. You know, if it's so, some someone, so just so
1: everybody sees, so I'm not bullshitting. September twenty-six, Valentine Thomas.
0: We'll, we'll we'll pretend we zoom in on the on the phone. Again, low budget, that's probably not going to happen. But um, why is no, this ad so long? Didn't click on the. <laughs> no, he's talking. That's the first one. It looks like a like a old MTV like yeah. sketch.
1: Damn, Joe's looking good. You're probably not gonna go bald, right? Your dad, no, your dad, I got good hair. Yeah, dude, no, mean, no, 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 my my mom's. I think it comes from the uh, maternal grandfather. Every single dude in my family has died with a full head of hair, dude. I'm so pumped. I'm gonna go gray super Mother early. Mother and huh? father side. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Then you're good. Yeah, my grandpa's—he's still kicking down in Florida. I'm gonna go, hopefully, kick his ass in golf. I don't think he golfs anymore, but I'm going down in Florida in March. I'm trying to beat my dad. Uh, That's my—is your dad better? Uh, better, yeah. better than better than yeah. You?
0: Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, you broke a hundred last year. Yeah. When we golfed, and um, yeah, I would like to golf a little bit more. Remember how bad I was? Like
1: how quickly uh, I got
0: good. You, yeah, you improved. You improved quite or a cal-
1: bit. I think that's why I'm lucky with golf because I was so horrible. Where it's like, dude, that was in the well, fairway. Well, think about it, it's like a first wave, second wave, third wave adaptation. Like your first wave when you learn
0: something, you pick up on it quick because like you're so new that you can learn anything. Yeah, and then and as you become more of an expert, so t- take take take. I'll use oh, take a golf analogy. It's very easy to go from 120 to 100. It's it's. Harder to go from 100 to 90. It's harder to go from 90 to 80, and it's very hard to go from 80 to 70, and obviously keep going down. And and it becomes down to you at a certain point, like to go from 120 to 100, putt a little better, or or take a half swing with every club and keep it in play. Like you're gonna take those strokes, but as you get down to going from a you know a single digit handicap to a scratch golfer, like you're talking about, I can hit the golf ball decent, but can I hit it where i want to hit it consistently or super dude, accurate
1: if i learn how to get off the tee man i will be a decent golfer what do you think you would be what do you, what do you shoot now you're about 100 to 110 i would say Nah, like still hundreds are good games i've only broke 100 ones no but i'm saying like between 100 and 110 like you're, you're probably like closer to 120 honestly but yeah you think so? i think awesome. so i think I don't know maybe we uh, <laughs> i gotta figure out how to calculate my score but Forrest was even saying he's like dude you have a good short game like it's it's really not bad. Like I I can I could sort of land it around where I want it. I remember the uh, it's kind of a
0: slam on myself, but we were playing in the uh, was, what golf tournament was it? The rotary one. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Yeah, okay, yeah. So there was a, was a pink ball. Yep. Oh, and, my and I don't God. know if the, I don't know. And uh, Galen, I, I wish I had. Galen, I wish I, I wish I had the whole crew with us. So our our team was me, Matthew, uh, Ryan. Um, Ryan Lee, who we've referenced before, who's a good buddy of both of ours, and another member of uh, Adirondack Young Professional, uh, Megan Whedon, was also on the team. So I would probably put in the order of skill level on our team, to be fair. I would say Ryan, at the time, was definitely playing better than I was, than myself, than you and Megan were were neck and neck, depending on what the shot was. No, I was better than Meg. Okay, so sorry, Meg, we love you, but... You were probably you –
1: were, you were good at driving the car. You got to hit off the yellows because golf is
0: and sexist. Gave it, yeah, and, and she gave us some good yards, So and, and she was a good time. We like Megan. So. But with that being said, we had this pink golf ball. The whole purpose was I think if you kept the pink golf ball,
1: it had to be hit once It had to hole. be hit once per hole, and the same player – only one player could hit it per – or you can only hit it once per hole. Like, you couldn't couldn't have the best golfer hit it every single time. Yeah, so what would happen is if you're playing a par 5,
0: somebody had to hit the pink ball off the tee. Then when you got to the next shot, somebody had a different person had to hit the second shot with the pink ball. And all the way down to putting. So each putt, someone different had to hit this pink ball or chip or whatever. So the whole purpose was you could not lose the pink ball. And if you brought it back, you would get, I think, a couple strokes off your total score, like two strokes or something. So... We were pretty strategic. We got, I think, to like the eighth hole and we're doing great. We like, you know, we're consistent off the tee. The person who hit it was con- conservative. So I remember getting up and if anybody's played, it was at the barracks, right? Mm-hmm. The eighth hole at the barracks is a pretty easy, straightforward, short par five down the hill. It's, it's not a hard hole at all. So somebody drove the golf ball, which is whatever. And so I think it might've been Ryan. Ryan probably drove the golf ball, obviously kept it in play. We're good. So I get up cause it's either me, Matt or Megan. Honestly, I should have just let one of you guys just like worm, worm or uh, what's it called? Worm burn it down the fairway. But I'm like, no, I'm like 200 out, you know, pretty much center cut. We should be good. Pull out, I think a three iron money. Like even if I hit a bad shot, it's going to roll up somewhere near the green. We're fine. (sighs) I get up and I duck hook this thing into, (laughs) into the trees. And, and there's not a lot of trees on this, on the it's left small, side on this hole.
1: Yeah, it's only like 30, and, 30 feet wide of trees, and, if that.
0: And I found it. And I was like, I'm, as soon as I hit it, I'm like, wait, you found it? No, 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 no. I'm sorry, Matt. As soon as I hit it, I was like, we're, not, <laughs> we're never going to find We're it. not going to find this thing. And the whole time, I'm giving shit to like Matt not to lose this golf ball. And so we go walking up to find the golf ball. I'm looking. I'm looking. I, I can't find it. All the all whole over. team. Big letdown. The, the whole team looked a little bit because they knew, they were smart and they knew that there was no way in hell we were going to find it. So they basically, for the next five minutes, as I was looking, were just berating me with with <laughs> verbal, just 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 making fun of me because I was the one that lost the pink. Every time I golf.
1: golf with someone who knows you, I always bring that up.
0: I'm like I, and and, and to be fair, I back in my my younger days, I was a a, a decent golfer. Uh, I played it all the time, and I typically would go rounds without losing a golf ball no i couldn't keep the pink ball in play so that that was a that was kind of like a just a didn't you know just a story for your enjoyment it's a life but, lesson um, don't lose the pink ball. don't don't let me hit the pink ball yeah never, make, yards out with a three never make
1: fun of someone else's pink ball because you might lose your own
0: yeah so the rest of the team came through and needless to say we did not win the golf tournament and we did not end with the pink ball but it was fun we had a good time um so Mac, right? Because it's getting late, yeah. And I gotta—I haven't ate at all today, which goes back to our eating thing. I've been eating like crap, but um, so we're gonna end this here. Um, this was fun. We had a good time. I think the the video footage Video's cut out going. once, so I'm actually excited that we can maybe put this up on YouTube. Um, we will try to come up with a name. I will try to have everything kind of up and running. Probably, I would say a month, right? Yeah, I a few episodes under my belt. Um, so. I guess we'll end it. I have really no clue. You know, obviously, if you guys like it, you gotta give me a closing business highlight. Oh, 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 all right, oh, all right, all right. I'm not, not that. I'm not that new. I'm not that new. We'll, we'll close you out proper. But um, yeah, so if anybody does hear this and you guys do like it, you know, if just if you see me mention it, that'd be cool. Uh, but like I said, I'm doing it more just to have fun, uh, meet some new people, talk to some people, um, get to know some of my <laughs> friends even better. And you know, if you guys have any suggestions, obviously I'm open to any. Input, uh, good, bad, ugly that um, can make the show better. Um, if there's anybody that wants to be on the podcast, let me know. Kind of at this point, just kind of open. Um, and I want to thank Matthew, Richard, Dick, Craig for being on the <laughs> podcast. Um, always, always fun. Good friend of mine. Um, it's nice to kind of have these like non, like kind of you know fun little things that um, you know after work. And uh, so I'm gonna let Matt kind of do a plug. Where can they find? Matt, we're through all the platforms, we'll we'll just uh, Matt will let you know where to find him, so you will not miss out. And if you ever see Matt, Matt's a great guy. Say hi to him.
1: Say hi to me, please. I need friends. I'm so alone here. Just hang out with Galen. So, so before I do that, you just said that you want to have your friends on here. I want to find like an enemy around here and have them on and see what that's like. I'm just thinking out loud. But that's, that's for another topic, another time. So we'll give suggestions. If you
0: think yeah. you're an enemy of Matt, please, please subscribe. And or You know please, who you are. Please send a, if you're those people that he waited on at, at Texas Roadhouse many years ago, we would love to have you on the podcast.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, Chris Lopez. I haven't forgiven you for busting open my lip in high school. But if you want to be on the podcast. Yeah. But so my Matthew Craig on Facebook – My main Instagram account is it's Matt underscore Craig. My podcast account is at this is all for Instagram at Craigcast Podcast. My podcast can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, um, Castbox, and basically wherever you listen, don't you say something, Galen, and basically wherever you listen to podcasts, at Craigcast, at Craigcast, at Craigcast. My farm can be found at 219 Green Street, Keyso, New York. Um, if you want to stop by, just give me a call before I'll make sure I'm not killing something that day. On the web, on Facebook at Opengate Farmstead, at Instagram at Opengate Farmstead, New York. And um, oh yeah, and my mortgage or the, the company that I'm part of is Bank of England Mortgage Plattsburgh. No, not that England, England, Arkansas. We can be found on the web at plattsburgmortgage.com, on Instagram at B O E New York, and Facebook, Bank of England Mortgage Plattsburgh. If you ever have any business questions, you're not sure what to do with student loan debt, credit cards, whatever, hit me up. And if you want to buy a house, the 80kyp team will we'll get you in there. That was great. So, um uh, so matt did that all
0: by memory, which was pretty impressive um so I was actually just about to tell you I was, I was laughing in my head. I'm like, I never hit record imagine that Imagine the whole thing no it's good I see that it, it, it's actually recorded I've been looking at it the whole time as a nervous wreck on episode one um yeah, so if you guys have any questions suggestions um you know anything like that, we're open to it um you can find. So just went Matt's laundry list of, of names. I have two. Um, I don't do much else. I don't. I I I just do real estate. So, um, <coughs> you can you can actually just find me at uh, Galen Trombley on Instagram or Facebook at, I don't know. Type in Galen Trombley. It's a picture. You'll find me. it if you. search will find Galen it. There's, Trombley. there's not a lot of Galen Trombleys in the world. Um, I think that's it. Let so, me just say, shout Facebook,
1: shout out to crew. You're much more than just a realtor.
0: Yeah, my, that's, my, that's my little guy He turns one, one on Christmas Day So if you, you're hearing this before Christmas He is going to be turning one If you hear this after Christmas He has turned one L- Love him Shout out to crew. Great girl. little guy um, Alright, that, that's the first official podcast Of the yet to be named Gaon Trombley show Talk show GT talks Gaylon Trombley experience uh, If you have suggestions <laughs> On what you want the show to be called Let us know um, It will get better Trust us folks Stick around with us um, Alright, Matt Craig Thank you very much Thank you